drink with my best friends. Some people say we have a problem. But every night I make a new best friend. And the only problem is like having a good time. Hello, hello. Good evening, love wrestling. It's Thursday night. It's 8 o'clock, and you know what that means. What does it mean, JPJ? What does it's it mean? Another, <laughs> it's another episode of Between Two Beards. Thank you all for hopping in. Pluggo, it's been a little bit. I feel like we haven't chatted as yeah. much like this week that we normally do. So uh, I we got a big one go- tonight. I thought you were ghosting me, Mr. Big no, Time. Never. I, I was I would like, never well, I guess I'm not important, but that's no, okay. No, no. I it's would never been, do that. You know, been that. a week. A lot has happened since I left, Jeff. Yeah, we got Are some Royal Rumble. Whatever. Yeah, I know. We got some Royal Rumble to talk. We got some AEW to talk. We got a bunch of stuff to talk. We got Spencer in the chat saying, "Hey, you beautiful people." Um, how you doing, Pluggo? I'm doing okay. You know, it's been a week. Yeah. Hanging out. A lot of wrestling to talk about. So, of course, you know. In the spirit, we might as well not waste any more time. He said beautiful people, Spencer. We might as well make this a little bit more beautiful on our screen because it's quarter one. We got a new budget, baby. We've been blowing that thing every single week of the new year. Sorry, Spencer. But the one, the only, Mr. Phil Lindsay's with us tonight. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. Last time you were here. My shit just crashed. Yeah, your internet <laughs> crashed right at the beginning. I remember. Uh, I don't even remember that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like was like, "Hey, it's Phil," and then it was just you yeah. and JPJ for yeah. the intro. We did a sneaker draft, I believe, and none of us drafted Shane McMahon. I I remember the sneaker draft. I don't yeah. remember you crashing us. Yeah. How we doing, Phil? How are you? Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I was just looking down at my phone because, yeah. Um, the trade deadline and and just like mm-hmm. the all-star reserves were announced so that's yeah. what i was looking at yeah well i saw tyrese halliburton got his first all-star nomination well deserved shout out to uh us in here in indiana <laughs> yeah rock and roll no he rock deserved it oh, yeah yeah he please who got snubbed who made it i didn't see that um uh based off what i've seen i'm surprised aaron gordon didn't make it really did you, did you guys see he was trying to angle his way onto the team? He goes, I'll, I'll do the dunk contest, but you got to let me play in the All-Star game. Yeah, he's like, I'll come back. I'll come back and do the dunk, but I got to be on yeah. that team. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm surprised Aaron Gordon didn't make it. Um, but when you look at some of the other fours that made it, like Laurie Markkinen does deserve to be there. He oh, yeah. Be, yeah. No, he does oh, yeah. He's got like 23 and 9 right now, or 25 and 9, something like that. He's a crazy year. All right, yeah. Oh, I know they just announced the South. I'm obviously from Massachusetts, so the Celtics coaching staff, Joe Mazzulla is going to be the head coach of, I think, Team Giannis, I think they said. Boy, um, not a Celtics fan, but. It's okay. It's okay. But, but it's the okay. Celtics game over the weekend and, and watching Brian throw that tantrum gave me one of the most entertaining <laughs> moments of this, of this year so far. Yeah, I, I was watching <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was like, oh he can't God. be serious right now. He can't. It was unbelievable. <laughs> legendary. That was a legendary sports tantrum. I will I will just start. He wasn't wrong, but he definitely went out of his I mean, his come on. Leg. He's been in the league 15. You can't. And come then on. Patrick Beverly. Okay, who you? Seen the camera. He's like. And then they yeah, I mean, show him the camera. Oh. Oh. I mean, look, it, it was a foul, but the way that I, I talked about it, um, because I've watched basketball for a long time, and. Look, man, you're going to the garden. You're you're a LA Laker and you're playing in the garden. You can't expect to get those kind of calls. And not that's not to say that it's right, 
but you know the kind of calls you're going to get in the garden and you got to come back and you got to compose yourself and, and finish out the game. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any excuse for that. So like when I was seeing guys like magic going, Oh, that's a horrible call. And I'm like, magic knows better than that. Magic's played in the garden. Mm-hmm. You, you know, no. And anybody yeah. that has ever played basketball in their life, no, it's game point. That's essentially game point. It was tied. He had a, yeah. he, he had an entire overtime to win that game. You ain't getting mm-hmm. that call. <laughs> I mean, and, and it, like I said, he should have gotten that call. But when I think of the calls that he has gotten over the years, on the Chicago Bulls and other teams I rooted for. I'm like, yeah, hard to feel sympathetic for you, sir. You've yep. gotten away with other things that you shouldn't have. So, you know, it's so not I'm, the end of the world. But his dropping, tantrum. Are you oh. dropping $92,000 to watch him break the scoring record? No. No, that's what the going rate for one of the, that tick, that targeted ticket is, 92 k Yeah, nah. nah. No. Well, Imagine well, he do doesn't. Imagine, yeah, imagine he just goes off and does it the night, or the night before, a, or it doesn't happen. That's a rest no. day for him, and he spent 92? Yeah, I, I think he's going to, but it's just like, I don't know. I I, I was amused by that whole thing, and just oh, watching man. how people were acting like, oh, this is just the biggest travesty in sports. I'm like, <laughs> look, this, this guy's on a sub-500 team. Even if he wins this game, Boston's still the number one team in the conference, and they're still out of the playoffs, regardless. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I thought every, it was funny. No, every game matters, Phil. Come on. <laughs> that would have been the game that propelled him to the number no, one. No, no, it wouldn't have. No, he's, yeah. you're still three games out, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would have. Oh, man. That was enjoyable. That was enjoyable. Oh, yeah. That, that I completely stopped everything I was doing watching the yeah. Royal Rumble and, and was watching that laughing hysterically at it. Yeah. That was yeah. the second best laugh I had that night, along with. Uh, that elbow drop from the top from uh, Uncle Howdy. Uh, <laughs> when he missed by six feet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was worse, his miss or the, or the miss call at the end of that game? Uncle Howdy at, by a mile. Oof. Well, I, I will say um, he missed He missed pretty bad. <laughs> Which one did I laugh harder at was probably Uncle Howdy. Um, it is so bad. He did, wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even close wasn't even close and then the pyro just goes off <laughs> afterwards makes it even funnier just oh, the, worst, the worst part is they had and whoever decided uh, kevin dunn is the king of camera cuts like he was he was like nope this is it this and, is the shot it's gonna be and perfect. then they replayed it yeah <laughs> they I, was say, that, it. I was literally gonna say they showed a replay it's like bro everyone saw him miss by six feet you're showing a replay. It gave oh, me it gave God. me Jericho off the cage vibes. Like, you didn't have to show that again. We don't need to see the cardboard all, boxes. All time great uh botch moment. Um oh. and I'm one of those guys where I feel like sometimes bad wrestling can be entertaining because when mm-hmm. you think about like some of the worst botches and some of the stuff that we've laughed at ten and twenty years later, like Shockmaster. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like sometimes a dud like that is funny. I mean, even the uh Exploding uh barbed wire death. Yeah, the barbed wire definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sparklers still funny to me to this day. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was good stuff. Like uh, it wasn't even. Oh man, wasn't even close. Um, speaking of the Royal Rumble, obviously, all in all, um, how did me and Pluggo did a reaction show right after? But all in all, what did you think? Oh, oh all right. Well, what was your opinion of the pitch black match? That's we're uh, there. First and foremost, we since we were we're back. there, we're talking about the aftermath of it. Uh, was not well received for obvious reasons. Um, but what was your opinion of the of the pitch black match? And then we'll talk more Royal Rumble as a whole after that. 
Um, I mean, I feel like it was clearly the low light of the show next to that mm. Hardy performance, whatever the hell that was. Oh my goodness. Um uh, uh, feeling that? But I, was. I, I I didn't think the concept of the match was bad. I think the I think the UV lights and a new in mm. a kind of no DQ match isn't a bad idea for a match. Um it's definitely not the worst of the sponsored matches we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that zombie match was definitely worse in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, How this came out of that unscathed is still terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh but yeah, my issue with it was really, I think this was just a bad initial feud for LA Knight. Because I feel like if you're trying to get people interested in LA Knight, um, this didn't work. Like, I feel like the build of it was fine because LA Knight got to do some good promos. But mm-hmm. he didn't get much offense in in this match. And he went out of this looking kind of like a dork. Yeah, I mean, it was a really short match. I think it was, what, like four or five minutes long? He, Like you said... Barely got any offense whatsoever. And glow sticks um, and the whole, are not kendo sticks. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it was just kind of some weird like stuff like that. Get he just <laughs> and it is weird because I do feel like the lead up to it, I thought he was performing very well. I thought he was cat. He was clearly obviously the only one talking all the time. So yeah, I, he, was he was carrying great. the feud a lot, and I thought he was doing really really well. And then like you said, like he just looked like a schmuck. Like it was just yeah. like, all right, you really don't matter in the scheme of what we're doing here. Yeah, and I was point, uh, Bill, like, what do you do with him now? You kind of made him look really silly. Yeah, do I don't back. know where you go with him now. You got to kind of, you know, reestablish him now when the whole move to make him LA night again was to reestablish him. So, yeah, I don't know. But I, I thought he was very entertaining leading up to the match, but the mm-hmm. match really didn't do anything for him. Um, and that's unfortunate. But yeah this was this was not good i was glad that they didn't drag the match out it was just shortened mm-hmm. to the point and so after the match was over i was like okay that wasn't that bad but boy the aftermath of the match was so so much worse the <laughs> 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 match itself la Knight is thinking laying there going oh. Okay. L.A. Knight at one point moved closer to try to get closer. If you look close enough, you see L.A. Knight kind of like try to scoop. Like, oh, God, this is bad. Like, to get closer. Oh, this isn't it exactly apples to whip. apples comparison. But oh. They should do what they did with Dom and just kind of steer into the skin and be like, he missed. Uncle Howdy he missed. I'm fine. He shows up tomorrow on SmackDown. Yeah, very, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. But, you see, he can't sell that. We all saw it. Hundred thousand. No, people no. But but see, I think that's the thing that's like both great and bad about Bray. I feel like if you buy into Bray as a character and a spectacle, um, none of this is gonna change your enjoyment of him. But mm-hmm. if you're one of those guys that thinks that he was never good, all of his matches suck, then this was confirmation for you. Um, yeah. I. I I am in a, in a camp of, I think Bray is a great character. He's an all-time great wrestling character. Um, he does spectacle better than most. I think that mm-hmm. he's willing to take risks. Like that quote from the press conference, I 100% agree with him where he was saying, some people see this as a sport. You know, I want to take risks. I don't want to do what everybody else does. You know, I want to see this as an art form. And it's good to have a riot in wrestling. I do agree with that. But, yeah. boy, the aftermath of this match was not mm-hmm. good. No. Taking that Mountain Dew pitch black risk. Yeah, Yeah, and it's uh, but I I do I am in that camp as well. Like I am very pro Bray Wyatt. I like 
he's different. Like you said, he's not like the rest of the, of the show. And I like that. I like the spooky, you know, not when it, I just feel like the problem that goes with Bray sometimes is they make the spooky stuff a little too hokey for me. It's like, Hey, he can be spooky and creepy and mess with people's minds. But like at the end of the day, how about he just destroy some people in the middle of the ring? Like, that's what I want to see, you know, but some of the stuff they do with him is like a little too over the top where it's like, all right, this is hokey bullshit. Really? Like it doesn't have to be this much. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this this is his first match back. I think that's the other thing that makes this a little bit, uh, I don't know. This makes this a little bit, uh, worrying for some Mm. people because, um, he's been back since October, right? Yes, so he came back at uh, Extreme he, Rules. Yeah, Extreme which Rules, was October, yep. so he's been back for a while. He's been back since October. Didn't have a match till January, and this is the first outing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not, it's like universally not panned. Uh, well, yeah, not not very uh, not very who's, optimistic. Who, step, who steps to Bray next after this? I mean. The um, LA Knight thing's got to be done. I would imagine. Yeah. Or, you can't, again, uh, all jokes aside, from just a strictly like storyline standpoint, you can't have LA Knight show up tomorrow night on SmackDown running his mouth. In theory, he's, who knows what happened to him, right? Yeah. No. Um, well, the report is that he's wrestling Howdy at WrestleMania. So, yeah. Who the hell is Howdy? <laughs> I don't know. Who I, is I mean, it? Who is unmasking how? Oh God! Keep keep Rollins far away from. Yeah, I was gonna say Spencer <laughs> saying uh, oh, Seth Rollins and Alan Sal- No, let's not do keep that. Huh? Far away. We got, from your base. We got Big Ben in the house. We got Big Ben in the house. Always good to see you, Ben. Talking, Thank you for popping in. Talking all here. that crazy stuff. You, you know, pop, you massive um, carrier. You. So. Yeah, Seth it is seems, interesting. Seth seems to have his hands full at Mania. With it looks like, else. yeah, they're going to go the Logan Paul, Seth Rollins route, um, which I'm personally okay with. I'm personally okay with that. I know you are a big Seth Rollins fan, Phil. Um, are you okay with that as well, if that's the direction they go? Do you think that's a uh, – I mean, it's a big spot. Because I, I was kind of thinking when he eliminated him and they had that stare down in the men's match, I was like, oh, that's kind of a that's a big match for Seth, and I don't know where else oh, he God. would kind of fit into the early draft. You could, well, not really early anymore, but the draft of the WrestleMania card. So, would you be pleased with the with the Rollins Logan Paul spot on one of the nights in one of the marquee matches? I think it's a big spot for him, and I think he definitely deserves it. Um, I I think that when you look at Raw and who has suffered the most for taking the WWE title off of Raw, I think hands down it's Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. And I think that it has been a disservice to him that he can't challenge for a world title. And especially because he did not lose to to Roman Reigns. He won Mm -hmm. that match. And he has not gotten a rematch. And I mean, sure, you can build a story around Cody being the guy that beats Roman and Rollins never got his rematch. But at the same time, it does kind of suck that you know, there is no world title on Raw, and he mm-hmm. has—he really has nowhere else to go other than the U.S. title picture. And so, when he's not doing that, it's like, oh, well, here's Logan Paul, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a marquee match, but then what? Like, is—I mm-hmm. mean, to quote, you know, CM Punk, who's going to be at work on Monday? Is Logan Paul going to be still here on Monday? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good match for him, but boy, if he loses that match, then where mm-hmm. do you go with him? Like, it's true. 
because yeah, we just saw Logan Paul. He lost to Roman Reigns, so you know you got to give him a win at some you point. You got to give mean, him a big yeah. win if you're going to keep him the superstar that he, you know, they expect him to yeah. be. He seems to be with Rollins. You're right. Like, and I look at this elimination chamber. They're not finished filling the spots yet, but like Rollins stands out night and day against everybody else in it right now. So he, it's like, he does. It, he sticks it, out like a sore thumb in a good way, where it's like he's not supposed to be here. I know he's supposed to help elevate yeah, this, but it's like just, he's a he. He doesn't belong there. He yeah, he's he's above it. He's above that to me, to me. Not he, in a, you know what I mean. He's just above it to me. Yeah, so, he, you know he, he doesn't belong there. He's excelled at everything they yeah. asked him to do for a year. Um, mm-hmm. It gave him edge. He he churned out three great edge matches. He churned out three Cody Rhodes matches that were incredible. Um, he he gave us that great Matt Riddle match. Yep. At at Clash of the Castle, everything they've asked him to do, he's knocked it out the park. Um, people are saying this gimmick wasn't going to work. He's now getting the loudest reactions almost every Monday. Yep. He should be in a world title picture, man. I admittedly well, um, was one of those, like, I love Seth Rollins, but uh, yep. I, when he switched, I was like, I don't know if this is the right move for him. But like you said, he's blown it out of the water. And he was pretty, he was like the MVP of pretty much the WWE last year. I, he, in I my opinion, think he yeah, was. He was their I best know, like, performer, I think. He's like... And I still give him, I still give him more props than I think he got for the Cody Rhodes Hell in the Cell match because you've got to work incredibly safe in that environment and be able to pull off a match that makes Cody with one arm look like Superman. Yeah, yeah. and when you know, um, we got Spencer saying Rollins will challenge Cody night after WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Says he what? beats Logan, renews his rivalry with Cody, gives him a chance to win the title. Too many threads there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Because right, it seems like they're going to just, if Cody wins, he's going to win both titles. I don't mm-hmm. think Cody has any interest in keeping both titles. I agree. And I don't know. Um, but that is a, another headache they created for themselves. Does he do the uber baby face thing where he's like, I only wanted the WWE title? Um, and vacates. Vacates one of them? I hope not. No. I think I think if he's defending both titles coming out of Mania and he's like, semi-regularly defending both titles it's okay if he loses one because he's defending both like he's well, doing double do the you... work you know it's still not great that that you know your world champion loses a match and then the next day he's like well i still got this but like yeah. it we've seen it we've if he's seen defending it, it a lot i feel like it's kind of a built-in like well he's pulling what do you do, duty, what do, you do you there know? phil what, do you, what how would you book him out of this corner if it was you because it, it's it's a big so eyesore it's a sore spot like I don't know because I I assumed they were gonna try and split the titles before WrestleMania. When it didn't happen, I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do now. Like now, you kind of have to, you kind of have to have the next person that beats him beat him beat him for both titles because yeah. that's the end of the story. And I think maybe they were trying to hold out hope if they were gonna get the Rock that they can have him main event both nights. I don't know. Um, but now, once Cody wins that title, you're setting him up where now he has to lose almost instantly because you got to fix this problem of having two titles unless you merge them. And I don't think they're going to merge them. So, yeah. I because well, if you're if you're USA Network, I know like live content is at a premium right now. But you again, we're fighting over the United States title, which whether you put Seth Rollins on it, whoever it's perceived as the lesser of the titles so if i'm usa network i'm saying hey i want a main event title match on this program once in a while like 
Yeah. And Roman, um, yeah. So, because why is SmackDown getting all the love, or why are we? Yeah. Look, I just, I did, just did a, I just did an article for Bleach Report grading all the divisions since Triple H has taken over, and I had the hardest time sitting there grading the world title picture because I'm like, man, this guy has defended that belt four times over the last six months, and everybody he's defended him against is SmackDown guys: Drew McIntyre, um, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Lesnar. Yeah. And for oh. not Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was in June. Matt Riddle, no, was, SmackDown guy. It was on he was SmackDown. Yeah, he yeah, was on was SmackDown. On, yeah. when it happened, um, yeah. But no, I said Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar, Matt Riddle. Who am I missing? There was another title defense in there. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Logan, yeah, McIntyre. Logan Paul. And, and, and Logan, Logan Paul. Logan Paul's not. He's kind of not on any brand. He's just yeah. kind of floating. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody on Raw that is a main eventer has gotten any love in this world title picture. There is no world title picture on Raw. And like I said, I I think it's done a disservice to Rollins, but I actually think it's done a huge disservice to Bobby Lashley as well because yeah, mm-hmm. he hasn't had anywhere to go since Mania. Like, they gave him that U.S. title reign, and it was good, but then what? Like, they had nowhere else for him to go. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna go there next because you know yeah, they're they're rehashing out the Bo- Brock Lesnar stuff because they're like, yeah, what do you do? Like, you had the U.S. title, and that's how it's always been. I mean, as far as since I've been watching wrestling as a kid, like the your your lesser titles, you that's your next step, the next step, and then yep. yeah. So Raw, you're kind of like, all right, that's why Seth Rollins and Austin Theory have gone round and round so many times. Yeah, nothing uh... left for them to do. Yeah, and I mean, look, I think the and, and there's match. no and there's no tag title, so you can't even do something where you're like, let's put a tag team, <laughs> put two stars together. Yeah, for put two stars team. together and have them have a small run. Nope, because the tag titles are on one show yeah. too. And, so. and Rollins is like the king of unnecessary tag title reigns. He's had yeah, so yes. many random pairings yeah. and one tag title. Um, but yeah, and look, I think the Logan Paul match is going to be good. Yeah, of course. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a fun match, but man, I just keep wondering, like this guy's been doing you solids for a year. What is, yeah. when are you gonna reward him? Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's been a long time since he's held the the world title and got to that level. He's been kind of carrying the show, uh doing other things. Um, so he's deserving Wait. as well. And I feel like I feel like once the belts are off Roman, it's pretty fair game again. It's like, okay. I feel, you know, and again, like I'm very pro Roman, you know, has it been super long? Of course. Yes. But I, all in all, especially with this current bloodline story, like it's terrific. Like I'm a big fan. It's terrific. I think, you know, I'm just a fan of his reign here, but it's bogged down the title scene because you have to be at a certain level or have a certain level of story going into fighting Roman that not everybody is at that level on WWE television. Whereas I feel like once the belts are off Roman, yes, you still need to be a main eventer, but it just opens up the field tremendously, you know? Yeah. And I think you can ask for a better guy to be the face of your company than Roman. I think Roman has been tremendous. He's been a great champion, Um, but you've got two things working against him. He's worked a lesser schedule. Now he's not, he's working a part-time schedule essentially. And then you put both titles on him while he's working a part-time schedule. So it's like, 
somebody's got to get something out of this, man. And then yeah. they, they kind of made that decision like super prematurely. If I remember right, it was like Roman got COVID, was out for like a week. So they changed the day one stuff up, gave it to Brock, even though Brock was already on a collision course for Roman. And it was just like, oh, man. And they just yeah. haven't figured it out yet. Unnecessarily to took the title off of Biggie. That yeah. yes, yep. yes, amen to yeah. that. I would say this though. I guess like it's got to be like a band aid situation. Just rip it right off, and you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, I think people. We're, we're not gonna think... go the next fifty years with you know unified titles. Right. I think people are like, yeah, there's got to be a satisfying way to end it. But I think it's going on so long that I don't think it it's gonna satisfy everybody. I mm-hmm. think you're going to do something that is that people are not gonna like at this point because. You just got to fix it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Spencer saying uh, the real easy answer is have Sami Zayn win both titles and have him carry until the day he retires. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. I would, I would love it if Sami beat him for the universal title in Montreal. But I oh, that would be that would be. I have been advocating on this program yeah, for, for a long time. For a long time. That. We all thought it was The Rock, so we're all like, well, you know, like the Sammy story is cool, but it's The Rock. It's The Rock. And then he's not there. He's not coming. Mm. So it should be Sammy and Roman at Mania. That's what I thought. That's what I yeah. wanted. So I, I'm I'm pro Sammy. I think this storyline is an all-timer. But we got Cody. It is happening. We got Sammy at Montreal. Maybe they pull the trigger. there. I don't know, though. I How do you... It's just good. They screwed themselves because you're lessening Cody's win if he takes an L night one or night two or I don't know. It's so convoluted. They yeah. screwed it up. Way to go. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, I feel like more of his story is with Jay now. So I feel yeah. like he's going to gun for the tag titles. Um, I feel like now it's kind of just like a way to finish up the Roman stuff to give him that match if it happens in Montreal. But I don't think he's beating him. Um, no. Do you yeah. think he, yeah, because Jay's now got beef with the bloodline too, though. Um, but see, or, or is it because he's, he's family? Just, they're he's, gonna give well, Jay's just question, you know, he's, he's question, they, they're gonna go through it. They're gonna, I expect Jay to continue to side with the bloodline when all is said family, and done yeah. here. Uh, he's but gonna fall just, back in line, of yeah. Course. You get sometimes you get in arguments, you get in disagreements, you don't talk for a few days, and then you figure it out, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's what we're probably gonna get with Jay. No, um, I, I, I called this on the Grapsity before. Royal Rumble, because I said, no, he vouched for him in that trial. So mm-hmm. when Sammy turns on him, he's going to look really bad, and he's got to make up for that now. Yeah. And Shout he, out to Jay for his amazing video editing skills, by the way. Right. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty <laughs> good. And that, <laughs> it's super good. Yeah. Uh, and then you could see in the moment, he, he was yelling at Sammy. He was like, I called you my brother. I called you my brother. That's what he's saying. I vouch for you. Come on, man. And then, and I think obviously Jay was hurt because of what happened, but I think like Phil just said, I think a lot of the stuff that was going through Jay's mind is like, my life's going to be hell now. Well, like my hell, my life's going to be hell. I remember what's that like. I was the first one he messed with. I'm the originator of this Roman, you know, he doesn't want to go back there. Such great storytelling because you could see so many different things happening at the time. When Sammy is standing behind him with the chair up, you can see Jay hesitant because, man, when all of this is happening, Jay could have easily stopped him from doing that. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think also Jay is looking at it like, no, we've all been 
essentially abused by this man <laughs> for a year. Yeah. He's and, a toxic son of a bitch. This man. He, he, he has gaslit us for and truly and all following them. him all, after all this time. So it's kind of like no. In, in this in this moment, I kind of admire you for finally step standing up to him because I want to stand up to him, but I can't because I've 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 already sworn my allegiance, so I can't. The family pressure is real. Mm-hmm. That's so when like I was sitting there watching this, you know, Royal Rumble. I was having a good time. I was on with uh, the roundtable pod, and like he swings the chair, and I I jumped out of my seat. Like I guess I didn't see it coming. Did you guys like see it coming? I'm gonna ask both of you, JPJ, Phil, whichever wants to jump in first. But like I wasn't expecting it at this point. I thought maybe it would happen chamber. Or um, mania, maybe. I was go like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I've I've been saying for weeks that he's going to turn on Roman because yep. if there was just too many hints that they were leading to all the way to Kevin Owens in that backstage segment telling them, you know what I would do? Mm-hmm. I turn on him first. Yeah, <laughs> and just a bunch of other things. Just how di- how disappointed Sammy was when they came out and interfered in the match, and you could see then he was kind of seeing like, oh they really are using me like this really yeah. isn't what I think it is. And you could just see him having these coming to the light moments every week. And so um, when he came out alone this week with just Sammy for Royal Rumble, it was mm-hmm. just Sammy and Paul Heyman. I knew then I was like, yeah, he's going to turn on him. Yeah. It was so well done. They had the flashback of getting hit with the chair by Seth when the shield broke. It was the same thing, the same fall that That's Roman took. It was problem, just, Roman. it was just, brilliant and then sammy turns around and, and he just he looks right at jay i'm i'm sorry man i'm sorry man and it was just it was just real really really good yeah stuff. Jimmy, uh, jimmy was also very undergraded and yes segment. yes him, that's the him yeah getting upset and going what are you doing like i'm your brother he's not your brother i am your brother yeah yeah i'm 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 very intrigued on what sammy does after this because this is clearly without a doubt the best work of his career. And I am just, I hope they don't just completely cool them off. Like he, they do it. They, you know, they have a tendency to do where it's like, all right, go feud with Chad Gable for a little while. No disrespect yeah. to Chad, but it, there's a definite pecking order here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, God, yeah. I was going to say, I expect them to challenge the Usos at WrestleMania for the titles, him and Owens. And I would expect Sammy and KO to, to win that. And then again, you run into another problem. The same thing with Roman. Do they win both titles and then do they just separate? Like it's the same situation on both levels, but that's what I expect is them to go over at Mania and then them carry the tag division, at least on one of the shows for yeah. a little bit, I would think, you know? Well, I, I think they're just going to split those titles. Um, yeah. And that was the other hint that I thought that Sammy was going to turn on him because when he helped him win that tag match on Raw, he gave the little look. He gave that little look at the SmackDown yep. title. Oh, he was loving yeah. it. He was oh, like, I yeah. missed this feeling sure was. of gold. Yeah. Oh man. And then, um, man, I don't know. It's just been, it's just been perfect storytelling. It's been really, really good. Um, and you know, it would be great if Sammy could beat Roman, but it's just, I don't think that's in the cards. I think they, I've actually think they've done a good job with considering how over Sammy has gotten. Cause there was a lot of talk heading into rumble, you know, about, well, if Sammy's so over now that if he doesn't win the rumble, 
people are going to, you know, it's going to be a 2016 Daniel Bryan, 2014 with Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, you know, situation. But I think on both ends, Cody came out at number 30. Cody was super over. And when Cody won the Rumble, he got a good reception. I think on Raw, Cody came out and he was looking like he wasn't missing a beat. So I think they maneuvered the story on both ends that like people are cool with Cody being the guy. And people are also cool with he could have came out at. Yeah, yeah. I think you could have brought him in a little sooner. Yeah, but if you uh, but if you're if you're trying to avoid that Ray Mysterio booing letdown spot, and you bring Cody in at twenty five, and then see, I never bought that they were going to boo him. I I I think neither, that yeah. I think internet fans want us to believe that Sammy is more of the option than Cody was, but I feel like if you've been watching the show for the last month they've been basically telling you cody's the guy they've been yeah. airing the vignettes every week they've been preparing us for the return did you know I, cody is hurt yeah <laughs> like i i didn't buy at any point that sammy was going to win the rumble um i think it would have been a cool moment for sammy but i just never bought it um mm-hmm. and i think it's an interesting choice to not put sammy in a rumble especially how hot he was and the reaction he would have gotten once he entered the rumble. But then at the same time, once he enters the rumble, I think most people would have rooted for him to win. So probably was a smart idea to just keep him out and make it Cody's night. And I think Cody was the right choice. Yeah. I don't think there was any way they kind of sliced this thing up, whether it's Cody, whether it's Sam, I don't think you can go wrong, which is nice to have these viable options. So the Royal rumble overall, since we're in there, the men's one kicked off the show, which I think was, Super unique. I don't know if that's ever happened that I can remember. So, Kicking yeah. off the show. I know the men's rumble has gone first of the two before, um, but I don't know if it's like kicked off the show before. But um, it was a, a, a lot went? of pe- a lot of people didn't seem to. There was again. I enjoyed the men's rumble. I thought it was fine. I thought the women's rumble was significantly better in my opinion. But I liked the men's rumble. But the men's rumble was getting. Not everybody liked it. Um, but there was a lack of surprises. There weren't a ton, but I thought that was fine for the stories that they told in the rumble. Um, what was your overall opinion of the men's rumble? Um, were you one of the people that enjoyed it? Were you kind of like, eh, it was okay. Like where were you at when it came to the men's rumble as a whole? I enjoyed it. I think there were low periods in it. Um, there were parts that did not work. Like poor Cove took that, that, mm. that, Cooked yeah. that bump and I was like, man, I hope he's okay. Yeah, uh, that was nasty. Uh, and some of those other bumps, like Santos getting tossed out by Brock, I was like, oh my god, the way mm. his head hit the hit the apron on the yep. way out, I was like, I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I feel like the the once it got down to the last five or six competitors, I feel like it got really good. Um, particularly when Cody got in, I feel like that it really picked up because then yeah. you could pick up the threads between him and, and Rollins. And I think the way they handled the stuff with him and Rollins was really good. Them teaming up momentarily to get mm-hmm. Gunther out of here. And Gunther was the MVP of this match. Oh my God, yeah. He was incredible. incredible throughout the entire match. There was no point in this match where he wasn't present and he didn't seem like a threat. Yep. Um, I feel like honestly he's probably the best nxt call-up in recent memory he's been amazing he's been a great champion um and man he was great as the iron man in this match um for a minute i was like this guy looks like he can win Uh, that's what i thought too i was like oh is he gonna go the distance um coming at once 70 minutes he was in that match for over 70 minutes that is crazy 
and we'll talk about the women's one in a minute, but if yeah. you just, like Gunther and Rhea like coming in at one and they were like you said, present. That doesn't usually happen. Like when Edge won from and, one spot, he kind of was laying off to the yeah. side a lot. And like I don't want to sit Falcon it because obviously what <laughs> wrestlers do yeah. is hell of impressive. But like yeah, yeah, he was taking bumps, he was in these spots. Like oh, Gunther just and he had it. that moment that moment that he had with Lesnar, the stare down oh, with Lesnar was give me that. That was, Ooh, that was great. boy like and like i think it was Corey graves that's like sign me up or he said something like that i was like yep yes uh anytime anytime you want to do that i'm okay with that um yeah. i heard, heard lesnar killed a, like broke a referee's well, foot I, well apparently he wasn't supposed to <laughs> he was supposed to toss it so guy. that's the report yeah that's the report is he was supposed to be angry but he was like he took it to a level that was not planned apparently yeah and I pop, I did pop for that when like uh, Lashley threw Lesnar out so quick I was like yeah. holy shit like yeah yeah I my, thought that was a my great moment. is a huge Bobby too. Lashley fan and he's like Bobby Lashley is awesome and I was like yeah he's probably about to get tossed out of here by Lesnar but no they went with Bobby way doing it. I was like hell yeah let's go yeah I like you yeah, said I now he's got nothing to do but challenge for the United States title poor Bobby Lashley yeah I I think they're probably running him versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, is in the so. house. Our lawyer, what's good, brother? Yeah. Are you yeah. a fan of more surprises and more legends, or do you like when they stick to the meat of the roster, Phil? Um, I mean, it depends on how they use the legends, how they use the surprises. I I think that it would have been nice to get more surprises. I was sitting there the whole time thinking, is Cena gonna show up? Because yeah, um, it seemed like that would have been a good spot to throw Cena back in the mix. Uh, Theory has been mocking this guy every week. So I have to assume that he's going to show up at some point. Um, but I wasn't thrown off by the surprises. I would have liked more of them. I thought Edge wasn't really a surprise. Most of us expected Edge. I think the only real surprise was Logan Paul. Um, I don't think we anybody expected him to be ready in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I thought he, he did well. I thought that spot with Ricochet That's was fantastic. Crazy. Yeah, really um, so I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good rumble. I don't think it's the best rumble I've ever seen, but it was no. miles away better than the rumble last year. I was going to say compared to last year it was a yeah. And yeah. I, I you know the the fact that Sheamus and Gunther were one and two calling back to that match was perfect. And you 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 mentioned obviously Gunther and Rhea being the respective number one entrance went along. Both the one and two entrance in both rumbles went almost the complete distance of both rumbles. Work. So they they had those long performances from the early numbers like booker t who spencer mentions as the perfect spot <laughs> yeah oh, that was our other surprise i forgot he yeah was... get in, yeah get perfectly get out yeah there it is yeah get in get your stuff in and get out man that's what it is that's what the that's what but, the legendary rumble is and he was the legend spot and yeah it was probably it was him and logan paul really that were the like the only two like oh hey cool all right yeah but, but i, I, I thought the, they booked the yeah. final four perfectly like i thought the way that they put Logan in there and they gave you just enough thought like, man, can Logan win this? Mm-hmm. Gunther's been in here the whole time. He's got a real case to win it. Rollins has got a chance to win it. And then Cody was number 30. So I you could believe really all four of those guys could win. Yeah. Our, I was really feeling Dom. And like, as the match was progressing, I was like, he's making this final four. Like, s- listen, say what you will. Like he, he played that rumble pretty damn well. Like he did every time I thought he was going to get tossed out. He stayed in the damn thing. All, all that training from Rhea helped. Yeah, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're going to, they're going to, cause that they all, they usually, they used to, they used to kind of throw a wild card in that like 
fourth spot or it's like what are you doing here and i thought it was going to be dom and they didn't do it and like i said i thought they gave us four very viable options at the end where you didn't know you knew it was going to be cody if you're anybody that pays attention to this as much as we do you knew like all right it's cody or nothing but if you're like a casual fan who's just tuning in for the rumble which a lot of casuals watch the rumble you just go who 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 are we rooting for here yeah yeah I, and I thought the story they told in those final minutes was really good because you had the, the Cody Rollins stuff where they were trying to team up to get Gunther mm-hmm. out, trying mm-hmm. to one-up each other by both hitting him with pedigree. was great. And then right when Cody looked, looked like he was going to lose to Rollins, finally, he's beat this guy three times in a row. Rollins is setting him up for that, that pedigree. Logan Paul tosses him out of the ring and takes his mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, I thought that was booked perfectly. It's a great way to get to the Logan match. It's a great way to keep uh, Seth Rollins hot. He was mm-hmm. one of the final members thrown out. And it's a great way to keep him angry and motivated. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. um, percent. And then Cody and Gunther basically had like another 10 minute match when it was down to just the two of them, which I thought was really good. And at yeah. no point, even though we all knew Gunther had been in at 70 minutes at that point, he was as viable as a winner as Co- like either way, that whole time I'm like, either one of these guys can win. Either yes. one, the whole Walter, time. Walter could have done that. Old school Walter. Yeah, no. Yeah, new, no. Gunther. The, Gunther. I mean, look at he's gotten into well, fantastic shape. I saw, I shape saw a lot of detractors online, maybe people that just hate on wrestling to hate on wrestling, were like, how is Cody having trouble with a guy that's been in the match for 65 minutes? You have to understand, like, Gunther is peak physical condition. He's a machine. He's an unstoppable force. And Cody's coming back his first match after being off for six months. They played that story up. Like if Cody would have just came in and dumped Gunther out, I don't think we would have got that moment. Like we still would have got the pop, but it wouldn't have felt as good. You would have been like, yeah. eh, very predictable. Instead yeah, but- you were like, ooh, maybe <laughs> Gunther gets it done here. Like- yeah, but two two things that I think that kind of throws that out is that Gunther's entire gimmick is that he's a, no frills wrestler he sticks yeah. to the spot he's not going to overexhaust himself he's just going to yep. do what he needs to do to stay a threat he's not going to overexhaust himself so of course he was still viable by the end of the match and also again he is a straightforward guy going against a wrestler who came in with a fog machine pyro yeah. and like Lots the biggest interest you can get and yeah of course gunther is like get this guy out of here he's exactly what i'm against he's a showman and he made fun of his name change while he was in AEW. He did. Yeah. 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 Sure <laughs> he did. did. Sure What's did. up, Hab guy? Welcome to the chat, brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot I... about that. <laughs> what is it? What did he call him? <laughs> Gunter McKillabuddy. Yeah, Gunter McKillabuddy. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Oh, he brought it up in a press conference. That's why we brought Phil in here, because we forget about things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, he mentioned it during the press conference, because yeah. he was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have made fun of his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. All right. Yes. What do you think about now? The press conferences have become kind of like, obviously, we have more of the card to talk about, but the press conferences have become kind of like a staple now. Of big yeah, events. of the big events, at least. And they're kind of like in it's like a continuation of the show to an extent, like they're definitely in character, leaning in character, stuff like that. Have you liked what we've seen, uh, I obviously love SRS doing the FIPO select plug uh, on this one too, which was funny. But um, have you enjoyed what we've seen of this like new presentation of like the press conferences after uh, the big shows here? Yeah, I liked when AEW started doing it. I yeah. think it added uh, 
you know, it added a new wrinkle to pay-per-views. It made the pay-per-views feel like a bigger deal and it made it feel more newsworthy afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, as, as a guy that does podcasting and does media stuff, it's a good opportunity to, yeah. you know, ask questions or do something after the show. Um, so I think it's great. I think um, the, the one thing I think is funny about WWE's version is that in typical WWE fashion, it's overproduced. So you have yeah. to have camera cuts in it. You got to cut yeah. to the outside. You got to have the wrestlers coming in to answer questions with their entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the funniest moments from the entire press conference was Bray coming in and still having the glow in the dark stuff on and they cut the lights off for him. I was like, but it's a press conference. <laughs> like, just come in and ask the question. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a sports guy, I love the post the post uh, scrum. So, like, I've always wanted wrestling to have that feel. Shout out for the raid, thank you. Yeah, friends. CFG streams in. giving us that raid right here. We appreciate that, my friends. Thank you for the raid there. We got our buddy Reese popping in saying in raid. So, we're so. out with Phil talking Royal Rumble, and we're talking wants, some Rumble. Like, drop a question, drop a comment. We'll read it on air as long as you keep it keep it classy. Phil's a Phil's a gentleman. Yeah, keep it tight. Keep, you know? Yeah, keep it keep tight. It tight. Keep it respectful. Right. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that vibe. I love that feeling. Because again, like you said, you get a little extra out of it. And of course, we all know the infamous brawl out was a big one. So now it's always in the back of my mind whether I want it to be or not. That something's gonna <laughs> Such pop a great off. Night, man. Yeah, that what a wild time. Such a great night. I, I, some you, were there. There. you were there. I sometimes think about it like I was in the room while this was happening. Like. <laughs> Is your face just, are you, like, are you laughing? Are you just going to see, like, are you mortified for, are you like, is this real? Like, how do you, you're in the room. How, tell me, like, what's going on? No, I was, I was instantly stunned at several points um, because, um, first of all, he comes in and he's eating the muffins and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And uh, he, he, he opens the thing with, hey, who here considers himself a journalist? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a trap. I was looking around yeah. to see who's going to answer. Is anybody yes. going to raise their hand? Who's somebody going to say yes? And I'm just like, like you're guy? not going to catch me with that uh, Chicago-made punk. You're not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Oh, gonna... You're not fooling me, buddy. You're not fooling me. But then he goes on this whole tirade. And I don't know if you guys remember, I was one of the first people to ask a question. So I'm sitting there yeah. holding a the mic yeah. while he's That's going right. on this tirade. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can ask this question. Like, what do you, like, how do you follow up all of that? Like, I don't yeah. know if this guy's going to bite my head off when I try and ask a question or what's going on. So like, I put the mic to my mouth and I go to talk and he's like, yeah, speak up. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just like the whole time I was sitting there looking like, where are you going with this? And like, yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, Tony, t- cut, cut this, cut this off. That cut was- this yeah that was my thing bro you gotta step in like i understand like oh shit you gotta cut this off at some point like he's basically degrading you in front of all everyone like he's saying that the companies run like chill like you gotta cut him off you gotta like i was like oh i was so uncomfortable for tony khan yes i was like oh my god like i can't imagine he's just sitting there like it felt yeah. like in school, like if you're in school and like your friend is getting scolded by the teacher in front of the whole classroom, and you're just like, there's you're just nothing. sitting there like, Ooh. there's like nothing I can do about this. Tony's but getting well, you know. But see, I don't think he was scolding Tony, but I think the thing that made it look bad is that you are scolding your colleagues and you are scolding people that Tony works with, and you know whether Tony agrees or not. He should have cut that off because they you don't want anybody in the locker room to make it to believe that you agree with him. 
Correct. Because you're not you're not shutting any of this down. And so yeah, I was just sitting there the whole time like this is like wow. Like especially when he's like, Yeah, those two punks from Reseda, I was like, Oh, oh. oh. Like, here we go. Yeah, I was like, here we go. Yeah, um, um yeah, that and uh us uh sitting there during uh swerve in a key spot and yeah. like the security guard just goes darting out of the room. I was like Now could could you hear stuff going on or was it you just saw like the security and stuff like that because i i could no we couldn't hear it but okay of, of course i saw the security guard dart out and yeah. then i was sitting there and uh <laughs> will is sitting next to me and he turns to me with notes app on his phone that just says they're fighting <laughs> wow jeez louise man what a uh, that must yeah. have been surreal to be a part of just to be there because the event itself was great was really good and then that whole it must have been surreal what a, I can't, yeah, I can't, what a wild night. I, yeah. I, I, I think the thing that people kind of forget about is Punk and Mox was actually a good match. It was, it a was great very match. good. Yeah. And I feel like it has gotten forgotten in all of this because. I think the whole night has been. For, I, I think I said that on the third of the beards after all yeah, out. So like I a said, couple days later. It, it completely derailed the whole night. Like it was a good pay-per-view overall. But if you ask anybody about. Hey, so what happened at All Out in Chicago? Punk, punk press conference. Well, I mean, yeah. I I would say the the things that it hurt the most is the main event and the MJF stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh like the acclaimed clearly had their moment. I feel like the acclaimed having kind of like their coming out party at that pay per view was still one of the top highlights from that show. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Reese has Uncle Howdy needs a press conference. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Reese is saying the people need an Uncle Howdy press conference. Yeah, to explain <laughs> what he was looking we, at we when he decided to a, jump. We, yeah, we kind of went on Good a side Lord. quest there, but we got Reese with a question here, too. He says, Phil, did he realize he was yeah, witnessing did, such a significant part of wrestling history at the time, or did that just become like apparent afterwards? Um, the punk stuff. I definitely did not realize it in the moment because at the time I was just sitting there like stunned like this is really happening. Somebody sent me a clip um, and I completely forgot because again, I completely forgot what I asked him afterwards. I completely forgot all of this. But I forgot he did the Danhausen um, story afterwards and I'm just like, that's right. I did ask him that question. He did give me the Danhausen quote. Um, It is wild to think about though because I am a I'm a punk fan. I've listened yes. to the Art of Wrestling podcast episodes mm-hmm. with him on it tons of times. That makes the cult stuff even more awkward because mm-hmm. <laughs> like for for a long time that was my introduction to Colt, Colt Cabana was that podcast. And so yeah. like it it's still wild to me that they're not friends. Like yeah. it just they were doesn't very close. Yeah. It's just super crazy. I mean, like when you consider everything that podcasts their 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 time with Ring of Honor, it's just still wild. They're not friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did but, they wrote the Indies together too. Like there was a whole documentary he did. He was like, we rode up and down the coast. Everybody wanted Colton. Punk. Yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. So just thinking about that, and just thinking about how much you know, I I I could quote parts of that episode of Art of Wrestling because I've watched it that many times. Like the mm. the whole bit where he's just like uh he's just like, Phil, did you know that women are gonna fight in a cage for UFC? Somebody could die. <laughs> <laughs> like his, his Vince McMahon impression throughout the entire episode yeah. is hilarious to me. But so I've watched this tons of times and just like thinking like I'm a part of like the like 
the second biggest candid punk moment. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's just. Well, at least I was in a room for it. I don't want to say I was a part of it because, but I was. Yeah, in a you room were for you it. were present. You were present <laughs> for it, which is wild. You're oh, no man. offense, Phil, because you know we love you, but you're the guy that they fast forwarded over to get to the like serious shit. Because you're gonna turn on the presser. You're the first question. We're like, this guy was. This guy's question was good. But this house. I gotta. I gotta see this tirade. It's it's crazy, and I've had people that are like, "Yeah, I felt like you for a brief second humanized him and turned the ship because he gave you such a a a, a funny answer, but then he went right back, (laughs) right back into chaos. Yeah, right back into burning the place down. It's like half big. It's like f you, f you. You're You're all right, man. We're going. (laughs) I'm tired. I work with children. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, oh man! What what, what a time. night, man! That yeah, was what a time. That was that was uh wow. But again, you know, I've seen people that are like he could be done, and I'm just like, man, no. if he's done, I I've gotten to see the full gamut of this. It's true. For, that is true. I, yeah. I was there, there, there for the debut. Return. Yeah. I was there for both his title wins. I was I was there for the MJ, first MJF promo, and I was there for the meltdown. I was there yeah. for the entire the full time. circle. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. I. I, I think we're gonna see him. I don't think I don't think he's done. I think well, he's gonna I, come. I, I think he'll no part yeah. of him. Seth Rollins said, "Get out of here, Phil." He's working. Yeah. He he's, said he's, he was shooting. No, okay. he's working. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. He was like, he's, really, he's no, working. Get out of here. He, well, it, it happened. The guy that asked it, him happened to be the guy that asked the question at the the brawl out. Yeah, the the same guy that so so that so happened to talk to CM Punk's party about the dog stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I look. I, I thought that was funny too because Rollins could have been shooting and he may very well not like the guy, but look how he was dressed, look how he was, the tone he was using, everything was, about it was funny. And yeah. I'm like, if you're if you want me to believe if CM Punk showed up there next month that Rollins would not want to work this guy. Yeah. No, absolutely not. That 100%. would be one of the biggest matches of his career. Money. Triple H goes to Seth tomorrow and goes, "Hey, we we're getting Punk. You want to fight him at Mania?" Rollins can be like, "No, I don't like him. Absolutely not." No, he the guy just like, yes. No, <laughs> Rollins is a smart businessman too. Like he had the Riddle stuff, and they yeah. figured it out. You know, so yeah. I think he'll get past it for CM Punk. If Rollins like, "Hey, Mania, you and Punk, night two main event." I think he's like, "Okay, yeah. I'm over yeah. it." Yeah, bring, I think bring it on. <laughs> I think if you could do business and they thought he could come in, they they do it. Like to me, Roman versus Punk could be the biggest oh. match of this era if they got it to work. Yeah. Like just considering how Punk left and just considering the animosity between those two guys, no, it'd be one of the biggest wrestling matches of, of this decade. Yeah. That would be something. That would be something. So I guess uh, to tie that all together, if you had to put a number on it percentage-wise, do you think we see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again? Because I'm a big, I'm a big Punk supporter too. I, I thought maybe he shows up at the Rumble. Who knows? I always do. I no, I didn't see a Rumble. I always do. It's a, it's a sickness. It's a, it's a disease. <laughs> For the last um, seven years, every every time that buzzer goes off, you're oh like, CM God, Punk. Like, here he comes, CM, CM Punk. Punk. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do what the percentage on do we see him wrestle again yeah just anywhere honestly because at this point, oh i i i'm, I'm around 85 percent. i think yeah, he's I'm... gonna wrestle again um i don't know where but i do think he will wrestle again and um if you asked me back in september um would it be an aw i would have said absolutely not 
Um, yeah. now, now it's maybe. a little different, right? Yeah, it's that's where I'm maybe. at. Yeah. I just feel like the way that CM Punk's kind of hitting at some stuff on social media and listen, I, I, I understand there's going to be animosity and they might not like each other, but I would think, I know Tony Khan likes money. I know CM Punk likes money. And I would think at the end of the day, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, if you can tell me that at double or nothing or all out next year, you're going to give me the elite against FTR and CM Punk. That's the match. That is the one of the biggest matches you can have in your AEW chamber is if you can get everyone to be kumbaya and yeah. do that. That is a match that could main event a pay-per-view and it would sell out an arena. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you got to do business. You got to do I, business sometimes. I got to imagine uh, Tony Khan is somewhere with like the little conscious popping up on both shoulders and the angel on his shoulder yeah. is, is somebody that's an exec in a company like we can't do business with this guy again you saw what this was this was a disaster and then Puck pops up as the devil on his second shoulder but think of the money think of mm -hmm. the draw i yeah. still have mjf stuff i haven't finished that's um, true they got to finish that story too and and yeah i don't know I don't know. I think couple, I think if you can make slow, it a couple slow AEW ratings. Yeah. I just like, think hey. I just think if you can make it work. But the most important thing is Tony Khan needs to know from that locker room that they're okay with it. I mean, However, you have to get there to an extent and smooth it, whatever. But I mean, I, mean, I don't I, think you're ever gonna hundred percent be there. Yeah, I yeah. don't because honestly, I don't think that everybody in the locker room wanted him there when he got there. That's so true. I I don't think you're ever gonna get everybody. Uh, universally to like the guy. Mm. It yeah, just is what it is. Yeah. And then welcome to the chat, uh, Jimmy James there, CDN, yes. saying Punk's not one to hold grudges. Oh, wait. Lawrence I mean, saying Lauren, he always Lawrence saying he always thinks that Steve Blackman would come I, on. I, th I, I think Steve Blackman would be Blackman. one of those great legendary, like if he was there, like, oh, shit, right Steve Blackman. Now? Oh, yeah. With the, oh, I like Can we Steve get to Blackman. the bottom of that? What is Steve Blackman doing right now? I, I like to assume that he's somewhere with like a gnarly beard, like yeah. kicking down trees with his bare yeah. foot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If we heard he's that, got a, music he's got a very Steve successful oh. lumber company. Just, yeah, probably just doing something. Um, so to bring it back uh, to the rumble, obviously, let we'll talk about the lady, the female, the women's rumble now. Wait, which is I that real? Sorry. What? Before Wait. we talk women's rumble, no, is this true? Do you, do you, is, that, that, is he a bounty hunter? Like, like I, I'd watch that. I, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <it does>. Listen, <laughs> if I'm a criminal and Steve Blackman is Yo, coming after me, that's not who you want to see coming after you. Take me to jail. And then Spencer not, says, "Let us not forget Steve Blackman's theme was a goddamn. It was. It was. It was. It was. I, I will never forget." The, with the Shane McMahon match where Shane fell from the, that was just, oh, <laughs> Shane comes out at the next pay-per-view and blames him for the Austin stuff. I'm like, listen, <laughs> we've seen Steve Blackman in action. He don't have to yeah. hit you with a car. This guy, yeah. <laughs> nickname is the living wedge weapon. Like he, yeah. he don't need him. Yeah. He doesn't need a car. <laughs> oh, here it is. Oh. He says black Blackman bail bonds, Google it. And then oh. Spencer says, yo, so take a quick Google search for what it's worth. But by all accounts, he is a bounty hunter. Wow. Well, there yeah. goes my you got Steve Blackman chasing program. you down with those glowing sticks would be terrifying. It would. You know you're in trouble. The thing you know is, though, if Steve Blackman was in a pitch black match, he wouldn't need those glow sticks. He would just kick the shit out of Uncle Audi. Yeah, it would have been quick. It would have been quick. Um, anyway. So on the on the on the women's side of the rumble, I thought this I thought this rumble was overall the better of the two. Um, Rhea Ripley enters number one. 
Rhea Ripley ends up winning, going the distance. First time that's happened in Women's Royal Rumble history. First time, well, oh no, Edge was number one. Plugo, I think you told me that. I thought yeah, I Edge forgot about Edge one being one. I was like, that hasn't happened in a while, right? Edge did it yeah. like two years ago. Um, but um, Edge and uh, Edge, Rhea and Liv were one and two, and they ended up being the last two in the Rumble match, which was pretty cool. Um, that hadn't been done since Shawn Michaels and the Bulldog at into at ninety five. Um, but I thought throughout this, like it was a good mix. We had we saw some NXT talent. Uh, we saw Roxanne, the NXT Women's Champion, in here. We saw Zoe Stark. We saw Dewdrop return as Piper Niven, which was nice to see. She had a good. I thought she did a pretty good performance in the Rumble as well. Um, my favorite moment of the Rumble: uh, the returning Asuka with the new look and the new paint. And I loved what they did on Raw with her kind of looking creepy in the back there too for that little segment as well. Um, I thought Rhea was. I thought both Rumble choices were the right choices. I thought Cody and Rhea yeah. were the choices. Um, I did not expect Rhea to be number one and go the distance, but I liked it even more. And then we found out on Raw that she decided to pick Charlotte Flair uh, as her uh, choice at WrestleMania. So, what'd you think about the Women's Rumble? Rhea winning, and are you? Do you like the choice of Charlotte? Or I know a lot of people, myself included, would have very much enjoyed a Rhea Bianca match as well. So, uh, kind of, how'd you feel about the Rumble in general and where Rhea's going uh, with her choice at WrestleMania? Um, I thought the women's Rumble was good. I thought that uh, I do think it was the better of the two Rumbles. Um, um, I think they did something good here with the surprises because it's yeah. not like they had a lot of these returning legends, but they did give us uh, surprises that meant something if you've been watching the show. Yeah. Like I thought the, the, the Piper return was a highlight because um, most of us have wanted her to get her real name back. And I thought that was a great highlight for the show. And then she had mm -hmm. a good performance. I thought the Chelsea Green surprise was good, yeah. even though her exit was kind of odd. Um, yeah. But it was a good surprise. I thought the Nia Jax surprise was good, even though yeah. they botched it. Yeah, they botched uh, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> botched it. Um, and, but I also thought the in-ring action was great because, I mean, it'd be one thing if you bring Asuka back and she has this big theatric entrance. And I thought mm -hmm. the way they built to this was really good with the Rhea stuff uh, of Rhea beating her and then her realizing, like, no, I'm not taken seriously anymore. I need to go back to J Japan and find myself. And she did. She comes back and... I posted that clip of her doing that excellent reversal into that German suplex. That was mm -hmm. just like, just give this woman the moon. Yeah. Book her book her to be the next champion. She's just so good. Um, and she's been highly underutilized, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so I was very excited to see her back. I'm very excited to see her change of direction. And I thought Rhea was the right winner. I think Rhea going the distance and getting that accomplishment of starting at number one and avenging her her Royal Rumble loss to Bianca was yep. smart. I thought the finish was very good. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, because she teased it in the YouTube clip of her training with uh, Dom of saying that this year I don't care about making friends. If I have the chance and I'm sitting on an apron, I'm not going to let anybody get one up on me. And she could have very easily helped live while she was blinded. Instead, she eliminated her. And I thought that was a great way to pay off that story. Um, I thought having Oscar narrowly lose was smart as well. Yeah, um, I thought it was really good. And as for who she's challenging, I had been expecting her to challenge Bianca for mm -hmm. all this time because it feeds into the story from Money in the Bank. She didn't get the match there, and of course she was runner up to her at the Rumble um, a couple years ago. At the Rumble a couple years ago. Yeah, and so I thought that made perfect sense. But at the same time, 
Charlotte did hand her her most humiliating loss on the Mm -hmm. main roster. She completely um, derailed her run that year, and she never really recovered from that. So it made sense that she would be harboring it for all this time. And she did not get that WrestleMania moment in front of a live crowd because that was during COVID. So it makes sense for her to want to challenge her in front of a live crowd. And SmackDown really, really needs her. SmackDown's women's mm-hmm. division is lacking. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was campaigning for Oscar to get her WrestleMania rematch and win this time around, but I'm fine with this. Well, as well. do we think? I mean, Oscar is who I think should go against Bianca now. I think that's. Yeah, I think she's going to win the elimination. Yeah, yeah, I think she is too. And then I think it's this Eve kind of darker, evil Oscar going against Bianca. I would not be surprised if Asuka even maybe beat Bianca at WrestleMania Bianca's to get the title. Bianca's just going up against all this evil. That's what that's what they're doing. All that's what they're doing. <laughs> all this evil. Alexa Bliss. Awesome. You know? That's I, what we're I, doing. Did, I did enjoy it. Like, again, I said it when we talked Gunther. Um, apparently, Spencer sent us the trailer for the Steve Blackman show. Noob City, what's oh, that's up? What he said? Yeah, he said he sent it in a Slack. And he said, and Phil, you best believe I'll be in your DMs with the same <laughs> thing. He's sending us the trailer for well, Steve Blackman's yeah, like, show, apparently. Rhea, so. she took the, we all we all kind of gloss over it, too. Like, I forgot about it based on how the night kind of went. But she took that spear from Beth Phoenix, which I thought yeah, oh, earlier she, on. I yeah. thought Beth Phoenix was coming out in this rumble because she came out in gear ready to go, took gave Rhea the spear, did, and then did, she was... Did. Didn't she get busted open at some point during the yeah, match? Yeah, she got too? busted open. She took yeah, and her she nose. Yeah, took Rhea, she took bombs. Like yeah. I, I, there were times where I was like, "Oh God, what are you doing?" And she just let, like I said, she just showed out for everybody. She ran the gauntlet. She was bleeding. She won the damn thing. Like again, I was a big proponent of Bianca and Rhea. I think that that would be the bigger match, bigger deal. But like you said, SmackDown needs. An injection of something right now, and it looks like Bailey and um, Becky Lynch are going to be tied up. I don't know if Ronda gets involved somewhere. It's Mania season. It is wild that Ronda is not on TV at all anymore. Yeah, like, she just completely. She was champion what a month ago. I was going to say a month ago. Completely yeah. off TV now. Done. It's wild. Yeah. Do we think they, they right. gotta be? Re- they, I mean, it's hard to repackage Ronda Rousey, right? Because she's Ronda Rousey, but they they gotta tweak it. They tried to do the come back as a face, but nobody was having it. Then they switch. They gotta get her some direction and maybe some more training because it's kind of a rough run. There was clearly something missing the second this time yes. around because her first year was a really really good first year. Uh, you know, there were people saying it was one of the better rookie years maybe ever, you know, and, you know, she was in early on, she was in some protected spots with some good people, but like she had a really good, yeah, I think this is kind of right where it says Rhonda was no longer felt like a special event. Um, she was wrestling every week on television, um, and stuff like that. Rhonda and Shayna challenging for the women's tag titles at mania. I would, that's okay. I feel like that would be cool. She had, she had like that. She had like, she has like Michael Carter Williams syndrome from basketball fans. She had a good rookie, once rookie of the year, and then just completely falls <laughs> off. See you, see you later. Wow. Um, Hopefully, you're uh, not a Michael, Michael Carter Williams fan, Phil. Uh, I mean, look, he had, he did have that brief showing here in Chicago, and yeah. he tried to wear number one, and fans were like, "No, that's Derek's number. Nope, we're not going Derek's for that. Get out of here." Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I feel like part of it is that she just doesn't seem like she's having as much fun. I think the thing yeah. that we enjoyed about her the first time around is that she seemed like she was down to do whatever. She seemed like she was excited. And it just doesn't feel the same way. Even when she came back at the Rumble, it just she just doesn't feel like motivated. And yeah. I, I think it was a mistake to bring her back as a face. I agree. Uh, because she just works better as a heel. And mm -hmm. so when you try to make her a heel again later, you're kind of trying to fix the issue that started the year. And I kind of feel like it was too late. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that she just kind of lost something throughout the year. I, did, I think Liv was fine as champion, but that feud didn't really give her anything. That shot the match was awful. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't even talk about that. Liv was great in this one, but I think Liv being the number two spot and, and lasting as long as she did, I think that was great. It was. Um, but yeah, Rhonda's just, I don't know, man. I don't know what they do with her when she comes back, but oof. Um, yeah. Because I thought for a while they're going to go with the Becky match. And it that's what like, I thought. I was like, that's yeah, it's going to be not Rhonda happening. and Becky. No. And now I think, like, so, like, let's just say, there's time to get there, but it would take a lot. Well, that's what I, I was going to say. So let, let's let's say that Asuka does win the chamber match. Um, and that's the match for Bianca at WrestleMania or whatnot. Like, what does Becky do at WrestleMania? And that's why in the back of my mind, it was like, can they bring Ronda back quickly and maybe mm. attack Becky? I don't know, do something that would set up that match. It clearly isn't going to have the gravitas it would have if they would have done it when it was hot you know, WrestleMania 35 and it should have, you know, whatever, but, and they missed the opportunity to do it last year. Cause they wanted to do Ronda and Charlotte for whatever reason. It should have just, she should have just come back and not been in the rumble and just been like, I want Becky. I have unfinished business with Becky. I'm Ronda effing Rousey. I want to fight Becky Lynch. That's just <laughs> what should have happened, but they threw her in the rumble and whatever it happened. Um, where do we see Becky fitting in over the next, eight weeks until we get to me like where where is she if she's not in either one of the title pictures i feel like she is someone who deserves a marquee match still where is that marquee match like who who does where she fit in here i don't know because i thought it was ronda for so long yeah um now i'm not sure uh but i mean you can you can do something with with becky you can figure this out i just don't know what it is yet um uh, you could I run don't know back she... Bailey and Becky. I mean, you could you could have that keep going, but I was yeah. very upset that they cut that cage match out of that. Role. Yeah, that was, that was that was stupid. Was, what were they? Doing? That was stupid. The angle was yeah. stupid. It just, yeah, that was dumb. Um yeah. I mean, she's been angling for a match for the longest with Beth. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That'd be dope. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, either way, I think. Um, if you know Rhea, Charlotte, Bianca, Asuka, I think those are two really good matches that we're going to have probably at Mania for the respective titles. Um, obviously, I know we talked a little bit about the Bloodline story that ended the show. Um, I thought the match with Owens and Reigns was fine. I thought it was pretty good, um, but it was really yeah. the story afterwards is what we you know that was the juice. That's of, spot, of what that's was going spot, on. Though, on the on the stairs on I the mean, stairs that was nasty was like, looking oh i was wincing i was like oh no 
Mm. We got a lot yeah. of comments popping in about this. We Ronda do. Stuff here, yeah. So yeah, we got, a draw. Uh, she is apparently. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Ronda either time, but 2018 was way better than 2022. Yeah. Having Ronda be face for too long and then trying to turn her heel comes off whiny to me. Uh, we yeah. have someone saying they would like to see a conclusion between Becky and Bailey. Someone saying be Becky versus Naya at Mania to avenge the broken oh, face. That would be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. If that's a big enough. Or to get another one. <laughs> uh, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. No. I don't know if that's no. big enough for a WrestleMania match, but that is an interesting story. Uh, um, I kind of f- I feel like it. it's a shame that um, the way that Ronda entered in 2018 and she interrupted the the ending of the Women's Royal Rumble that mm-hmm. year, I thought it was a shame that Oscar never got a match with Ronda. Yeah. Like, that, I feel like they were long overdue that, and it just never happened. But I feel yeah. like they handled uh oscar's royal rumble win very poorly yes i agree i 100 percent agree uh we got lawrence saying again having ronda and shana go for the tag titles have guys saying ronda has said on streams that she wants to go for the tag titles you got spencer saying not sure how you get there but becky versus raquel um that's interesting yeah he's saying that's sort of the only obvious answer for me but yeah i don't know maybe they're inserting becky into the SmackDown Women's Championship match because she has been having those stare downs with uh, with uh, Rhea. Yeah, and, that is true. They have been kind of teasing that a little bit here or there. So maybe, maybe. she's maybe they're gonna make that a three way. Uh, mm. I don't know because um, I mean she does have an argument because for her case she could say that the SmackDown Women's Championship hasn't mattered as much since she left the brand. She is the most well known. SmackDown Women's Champion, and if anybody can get that that brand back on track, it's her. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they make that a triple threat. I would maybe not a, be maybe Aaliyah gets in the mix. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh no! All right. <laughs> I did. I did just... see. I did see on TikTok today that Selena Vega was. She made some TikTok about basically saying all these women are getting four title shots and she hasn't gotten one yet. So maybe Selena Vega gets her moment. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we got Spencer saying, what about Becky and Raquel? Yeah, I um, know. I mean, I feel like I expected Raquel to be in the fight. Like I expected Raquel to be, you know how you said earlier with the men's rumble, there's always one that sneaks in there that you're like, oh, you're new or that. I expected Raquel to be the one that might have snuck in there and been the runner up or something like that. Um yeah, I feel like Zelina hasn't wrestled enough to since she's been back a ton. You know what I mean? But either way, that whole group I love, but that's a separate story. Santos, incredible. Um, all right, let's. So since we're basically done with the Rumble talk, let's uh, slide over to a little dynamite from last night AEW talk before we get out of here. But um, man, I'll tell you what: Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. I'll tell that you might what. have been the most physical two-hour wrestling I've seen in a while on TV. I, I think Taz said it at the end where he was like, I could watch these guys fight every week. And I agree. Uh, I, I, that was They were fighting for 10 minutes before the match even started, just fighting all over the arena, throwing chairs at each other, getting suplexed on chairs. Um, and then, like Plugo said, they just had a violent contest. And then even after the match... Which I was kind of shocked that Moxley won. To be honest. not, I'm not shocked that John Moxley won a match. He's John Moxley for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought Hangman was going to get back to back, like win win, and kind of. 
I thought Mox was going to go on vacation finally. <laughs> talking about it for months. Never. Not happening. <laughs> Never. Not happening. Not going. Never going poor, on vacation. Poor Renee is like, we booked this damn thing. Why aren't we going? Sitting here <laughs> well, now she's working. Yeah, now she's so. at. She was like, you right, know what? Now, I'm just going to come like, to work with you. Yeah, so if we can't go somewhere, I'll just come with you. We'll just uh, vacation in Ohio. Yeah. Um. So it looks like, at least from what happened after the match, that they're going to somewhat continue this Hangman Mox thing, or, or at least maybe they'll down the line or something like that. But I thought, like Plugo said, this match was just a spectacular opening to the show last night. Um, they have great chemistry. Obviously, the first match got cut short for that scary incident, but they both matches have been fantastic. I Again, I was shocked. I thought Hangman was going to win back-to-back. Back, back back. So, um, yeah, what would you think of this opening match? And just kind of, do you think... They counted the first one as a win for Moxley, right? Obviously, because Hangman couldn't... Like, did they announce it as a... So, technically, Moxley's up to... I didn't know if they were going to maybe say, all right, we've had one-on-one and, like, a full match. So, yeah, something. I don't know. Um, But what would you think of everything that went down to start the show last night? I thought this was great. I I think them making the point that John has still not decisively beat Hangman... Mm. Um, was kind of the point of this match. So I feel like they're going to have a third match. It's probably going to be a stipulation match of some kind. Last man um, standing maybe or something like that? Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I thought this was great. I think their mm. story has been great. I think that they've gotten the most out of all of their appearances together uh, since Hangman has been back. And I feel like Hangman really needed this because I thought his title reign was underrated. And I think a lot of people were kind of down on him at some point like mm-hmm. he like he didn't deliver because his matches a champion were great um yes. i don't i don't yeah. know why people somehow forgot that but i think he needed something else to remind people not just that he can he can deliver in the ring but he can deliver with the character stuff as well i would have i, I would have like said the next logical step for them would be like a dog collar match of some type but they've overdone that in aw yeah. so i'm intrigued where they'll go because i think that that's a great what's the next paper we coming up here at revolution, revolution right it's coming up soon yeah march like, march 5th march 5th I yeah I believe, so yeah. That's, yeah. that's about a month out so you could definitely do it i just i was blown away too like that whole, I, I do that whole I do thing feel was like, just yeah just a, they were just beating the shit oh, out so of good other, and i so was just good. sitting there going oh moxley was a bloody but, mess per use Per usually, um, he's taking yeah, over gonna... the mantle for Cody of like you got to make yeah, sure yeah. you believe every man. week. Every if he's wrestling, Cody he's got some color in the Rumble too. He did. He, he, he did. Sure I just yeah. If, listen, if Cody bleeds in this WrestleMania main event, I am gonna howl at the top of my lungs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be incredible. He should. He should. Uh, yeah, we got. Uh, Prince Jimmy, is like you can. Bleed, saying first blood match, Mox loses in the, in the first two minutes. Um. I, I do think a lot of the talk, right? A lot of hangmen in this feud has been saying, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to knock you out, blah, blah, blah. So I do feel like a last man standing or something of that sort. Because yeah. hangman did get knocked out, unfortunately, for real in the first match. And then the whole story's been, I'm going to knock your ass out. I'm coming back to knock you out. Steve Blackman fight pit. There we go. Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, really, and they really have brought the best out of it. This is the best. I've always been a, I love hangman. Uh, but he needed a kind of an, a shot in the arm in a little bit, and I think Moxley was the perfect guy to give him that shot in the arm. Uh, and they both have elevated themselves even higher than when they were fighting each other. Um, and I've been a, a huge proponent 
of it. Like I joke, um, I joke about the best of seven, but you don't license the NBA on NPC theme to use it just once, right? That's true. That's true. That I, that's one of my little my. It's so little of a thing, but when they're, I love it. It reminds me of my childhood listening to that and song, the way, and they're they're showing know, the lineup for the uh, for the rest of the show, and da, da, da. I was like, oh my god! And, and Matt so Jackson's good. got a Matt Jackson's got a no joke. Nick, Nick, Nick. Sorry, How many takes Nick. you think that took? You think that was first take? You think yeah. I'm at. That's a general question. It was good form. Yeah, pretty good form. We switched it. Uh, but you think that was the first take? No. Okay. No. I I no. Also, I, I, he might have tried it a few times. Um, yeah. Also, Isaiah Cassidy moaning and Kony, and Kenny Omega's ear might have been my single favorite moment of the whole show last night. That was. <laughs> Look, I was bug, ten minutes. Bug, I was laughing. And then the Bucks changed their Twitter about it. Why is yeah. Why is Isaiah moaning like that? <laughs> I, I, Ken, just the reaction of everybody. I think Nick's in the background being like, what? Like, he's just like, it's just, yeah, it just everything yeah. about it was funny. I think the oh. moment in itself was funny, but him doing it and then Ethan Page immediately going, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. That was really, it was really good. I was, uh, yeah, and then it's if, been all over social media today. So I've watched it yeah, probably if, 15 times. And it's if, just if, so if you good. watch it right after you did it and just pause and look at everybody's reactions around him, <laughs> Matt Hardy's got the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> uh, you did that great. Was that planned? Was that planned? Or do you think I don't know. Like, this is the moment. We're just going to do I it. I don't know. <laughs> it I was great. Know. He's done it a few times. Like he's done the moan a few times, but that was. Uh, you might have to retire. I don't know. I don't know if there'll be a better. You might have to retire it after that one. That was uh, Isaiah. That's his crowning moment. That was yeah. That was, that was his. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that uh, Billy Gunn's going to turn on the acclaim next week and his kids are going to win the belts? I think I think the guns are going to win. And yeah, I, and I, I have a feeling either either Billy's going to turn or he's going to realize he got duped by the kids. Yes. They duped him into it, and then he ends up, yeah. Okay. As a father, I was sitting there like, Bruh. Shut up. They took it to a level. They took it to a level. When he he was trying to leave, you know, the, hey, walk out like you always did. Okay. But then the pill bottle. I mean, they went deep. They went deep there. Yeah. Yeah. The the guns are kind of hit or miss to me. I think that segment they cut after they beat – FDR and they had like that rest in peace the FDR. Or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was funny, but they've they've had other things where I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm not really mm. into this. But I will give them their credit this week. Um, this week when they did that and, and Billy gets back in the ring mm-hmm. and after Austin said he's kind of trying to look away and he's like, no, look at me. And he's like, you can see he's like quivering. Yeah. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've never yeah. had it. I've never had it to that level with my let's I'll use my oldest as an example. He's a teenager. And every once in a while he'll say something not in, and I'll go, what did you say? And they, I know that he'll get the look that uh, Austin gave. I was like, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Like, cause I'm yeah. like, what, what did you just say to me? Like, yeah. are you, you're not supposed to be talking like that. Yeah. Nope, nope, but nope, I, sorry, I did man. think perfect. Like, and then knew I, I'm going to get his, I thought he was yeah. going to hit him. Yeah, and then he gets angry and he says, "I accept." And even the acclaimed were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hey, wait!" Like, they were just even they were like, "What?" Well, you know, kind shout of. Out to, shout out to the wrestling dads of the world, Ray, Ray Mysterio and Billy Gunn, for not beating their kids' asses on television. It's true. Good, good it's for true. Them. Good for it's them. true. We still got that story to wait for to see what what the hell happened to Ray. 
Yeah, but he's what injured, it? right? I think that's why he wasn't is he, in the Is that why he's injured in real life? Is that why? Yeah, I think he's injured. That's unfortunate. Yeah, they, they 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 have to they, that. And they didn't have my man Dolph Ziggler in the back to just take his spot and consider his Royal Rumble streak. No, they had to just give him a They're just like, you know what? We're only going to have 29 dudes in this one because yeah. nobody's filling in for real. Hey, but We're Dolph, just gonna I make know you're ready, out. but enjoy the Elimination Chamber <laughs> blow-off match. We're not yeah. going to keep this impressive 15 Rumble streak match alive. Because we don't like you, but Ray's hurt. I don't yeah. Anyway, Dom, we're Dom Dom struggling to tear that mask in half. Oh my god, the whole way down he couldn't do it. And that was a long ass ramp. You a know, long ass know, ramp and he couldn't you know, do it. And you know Ray is Ray backstage afterwards because he's his dad. He's like, son, you should have pre-cut that. Yeah. He's, he's like, like I can do it, Dad. I could do it. No, just pre-cut it a little bit and it'll tear super easy. Yeah. And then Spencer says, just wait, Dom and Rhea show up to ruin Ray's Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. Uh, he shows uh, them all the chocolates are then, out. Yeah, Cody couldn't even win a 30 man rumble. Um but <laughs> oh my god. You know, uh so next week Especially it was like a 28 man rumble too, because Corbin pretty much just got put into Yeah, he was yeah, he Lesnar took care of him pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, you know, so. it is what it is. Yeah. Um we we saw so we had a pretty decent a pretty good match between Brian Cage and Takeshita, which I I mean, I this AEW run for Takeshita that's the only time I didn't know much about him, I don't right. uh, besides this AEW run, and I continue to be impressed every time I see this guy. Yeah, um, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing, and I really didn't know much about him up until only you know a handful of months ago, whatever, late last year, whenever he was starting to pop up a lot more and he's just incredible he's got future main eventer written all over him i love the stuff that they've made you know because he was danielson's first challenger in this whole thing but i love how they've maneuvered this into him getting a match with mjf next week i'm hoping daniel you know i know mjf doesn't wrestle a ton i think he still wrestles only like 18 times total or something like that since he's been in the company so it's rare when he wrestles and i know he hasn't lost a ton but I would love Danielson or somebody, Danielson in particular, to like mess with MJF next week so Takeshita gets a win. So down the line, he gets a title match with MJF. I, I, I'm all in. I, I like him a lot. I've liked everything I've seen, and I've loved this story, this kind of side story with MJF as part of the bigger story with Danielson. And, um, and I love how they talk about it on commentary where he said, no, he said that Danielson is his hero. So like he... Is def- you know he's not letting MJF do the the shady shit anymore. He's stepping in. Um, I've been nothing but impressed with this guy, um, and obviously you think he's incredible as well. So um, I, I'm pumped for this match with MJF next week. I'm pumped. Yeah, I mean, look, I think at some point um, when Brian Cage was off TV, you had a lot of people online going, "Well, was Brian Cage even that good anyway? He was kind of yeah. boring and." Ah, oh, was he really that good? No, a lot of you guys owe him an apology. This guy has been great mm-hmm. since he's been back. He's putting on some great matches. I thought he was great last week. He was great this weekend is to catch the match. Um to catch the coming out of the out of the torture rack and countering into that blue thunder mm-hmm. bomb. Like, Incredible. Yeah, Incredible. He's, he's amazing. Like the 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 brain buster he pulled off into that into that knee strike to win. 
Mm-hmm. At one point, he just picked up Brian Cage and power bombed him regularly, but he did it with such ease. Oh yeah, like, the, the Liger bomb was. The yeah, the Liger bomb. That, yeah, yeah, it was with such ease, and like Brian Cage ain't small. You know I, what I mean? Like it was just like, man, Almighty! Like, what can't this guy do? I'm not an expert, and I'm not on the insides of anything, but it was always blowing my mind. Like, how do you not like just put that guy on TV? every week because he always gives you a quality match and he exceeds expectations every time there's got to be some backstage shit with cage where they're just like uh, is he worth the headache because it's like every time he's out there my twin brother as i've tweeted out <laughs> we have similar builds i've stood next to him it's uncanny how ripped we are <laughs> um, I, yeah i don't i don't know i i think the thing that really hurt him was that um he became the least interesting guy in his stable. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like once Hook joined, Hook was more cool than him. Then Hobbs was more interesting. And mm-hmm. Ricky's got Future Star written all over him. And Brian was just kind of like the odd man out. And then when he turned face, he didn't really get the buzz that I think they expected him to get. Yeah. Um, I and still they, don't get his direction right now. Yeah, I, I don't either. But I he's been having great matches. Oh, Where's yeah, Hobbs been? You mentioned I haven't seen Hobbs in a minute. Is he hurt? No, well, he's, he's, been, he's been doing the backstage the, segments. Yeah, he's been doing the Book of Hobbs, okay. the the backstage okay. segments. Yeah, I don't think. And again, I don't regularly watch Dark uh, all the time. Um, but I don't think he. We've seen him wrestle in a bit, but he's at least done the the segments. Um, and obviously, yeah. we'll talk about it at the end of the match, at the end of the night, what happened? Because I I do think down the line Hobbs should play into that down the line. Um, but well, you mentioned Ricky Starks. I love Ricky Starks. We all love Ricky Starks. Does Ricky Starks need to be fighting Chris Jericho? So he already beat Chris Jericho, did he not? Yes. Yeah. Um, so why does he have to go through four people, three, four people to fight Chris Jericho again? When he he's are, on a cruise. Is that what it is? Or is it just, every, is it like in Jericho? And I, again, I'm pro Jericho too, to it. Like he's still relevant. Like, but. Is it in Jericho's contract that every feud he's in needs to last nine months? Is that something that we have to do here? Like, why? I don't know. Very I, weird. And Jericho storytelling, brother. Jericho <laughs> was doing some of his best work last year. I think that his yeah. matches had vastly improved last year. Um, I thought his promos were better last year. Um, mm-hmm. But, God, I just don't want to see Ricky linked to this guy for another few months. He beat him already, man. That's what I I'm just saying. Don't, I, they both beat them. Andre yeah. beat them too. Why? Yeah. It's why like are both they both guys... trying to get a match? It just doesn't make sense. And, <laughs> like, and, it, was, it was the first year at Jericho. He held the title. He was helping get the company started. Then that second year at Jericho was like, let me put over these MJF guys, these these like, pillars. Let me get them over. And now it's like he's trying to get this next group over too. But just something's not there for me where it's like, yeah, Ricky Starks and Andretti, what are we doing? Move on to something else. Like, you yeah, beat I, just, you I don't, don't, I don't do get it. it. And then it makes it worse that you're doing the gauntlet gimmick because you're already doing that with MJF. So now you have two of these things happening on the same show. And the MJF thing is actually ingenious because I didn't really get it until he cut that promo last week when he was just like, he was like, oh, you can't help yourself, can you? You hurt that shoulder. And I was like, it's just brilliant. He is, he knows that that Brian loves pro wrestling. He knows yeah. that he's going to go out there and give it his all every week. And so how is the best way to beat him? You tire this guy down for weeks and weeks and weeks. So by the time you get to that Ironman match, the shoulder is going to be banged up. 
and you're gonna pick the carcass. Yep. But in the, but in the, for for uh, me, I guess I'll ask you, Phil. Because I've talked to JPJ about this numerous times. Like Brian Danielson is bulletproof. He is a legend. But in the AEW, his run, he takes these big losses or draws. Like, at what point do we just give him that win? Because he's got he's got to face MJF, and I don't think anybody expects him to lose or to win. But it's another big loss and another big title moment. Well, I mean, at this point, he doesn't really need a win. He's Brian. Like he's he's Teflon. Yeah. Um, I I think that the big issue that he stayed in that feud was Jericho too long. He took too many mm-hmm. losses to Jericho, and I think that was the issue. Because if he just took that loss to Mox, that's one thing. He yeah. took that loss to Hangman, and it and of course that that pushed Hangman forward as champion yep. um, for his first feud. But I think he stayed in that Jericho feud way too long. Yeah, um, that was really the only losses that was just like, why, why are we doing this? Um, yep. The other losses made sense to me. Yeah, PCO I agree. Code. Yeah, that's what, that's yeah, what and I mean, I mean, even this match, even this makes sense because um, that makes sense for Max's first real challenge as a champion because mm-hmm. everybody's critique of him is you're just a talker, you can't wrestle, and right. so it makes sense for him the to, ultimate wrestler. To be get his the, first challenge. Yeah, you know? to get the ultimate wrestler and like the ultimate wrestler stipulation match of an Iron Man match and to get not set on your belt as your first big win as champion, that makes sense. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm fine with it. And I think that uh he's gonna get a big win eventually with AEW. Um I just don't think that it needs to be over younger guys. I think that he should be losing the guys like MJF. He should be losing yeah. the guys like Daniel Garcia because those guys can benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I agree. And like he's getting a lot of big wins right now on the way to, you know what I mean. So like, I just like, hope the next year or the hope next MJF feud isn't a labors of love. I want him to see something different. That's what I'm looking forward. But to. I kind of like how that's MJF's shtick though. He, do? he doesn't do it for he shouldn't do it for everything. But no. I do like how this is like the third person that he's been like okay well like his long you know yeah, you want to come the at final me? boss he, yeah he's the final boss and i i do <laughs> like how that's kind of his thing i don't think he should do it every feud that he's in but no, like i do think for the not. bigger ones when it's right i i think it, i kind of like how it's his thing but yeah i do like that in in the company that that prides itself on being the straightforward wrestling company that he's the guy that's like no i'm not gonna give you what you want i'm not gonna yeah. wrestle yeah i'm just gonna talk <laughs> He's he's definitely very good at what he does. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, I'm like, not, I'm only asking, like, contrarily, but I mean, I do want to see, I do want to see him evolve a, a little bit. Like I said, I don't think he needs to do that for a guy like Action Andretti. I I oh, will say yeah. this though, um, because and I, when you look at MJF's run though, for the last let's say two years, he's given most of these guys their best feud. I mean. If you look yep. at that Jericho feud, that Jericho feud is probably his best feud. Um, he absolutely gave Punk his best feud. Like, I don't think that's even up for debate. Oh, for uh, sure. He he possibly gave Cody his best feud, too. I think he did. I think he did. Um, so, yeah, he, I think there was still something left with that Cody MJF story, too. I really, I really, when Cody left, I was like, damn. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that, like, now. But, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I think MJF is very good at understanding what somebody else's strength is and 
giving them the time to showcase it. Because I feel yeah. like that's what he's been doing with Takeshita. Because, um, oh, this was just such a divisive promo when he came out mm. and did the Speak American thing. Yeah. And I understood what he was doing because I, I do, you did have the discos of the world. And you did have other people that are like, oh, can this guy get over with the American crowd, though? Because you, there's always this disconnect with Japanese wrestlers with the language barrier. Is that yeah. the issue here? And MJF gave him the spotlight to show, no, nobody cares about that. This guy can wrestle. Mm -hmm. And I think allowing this guy to not just get on and show you that he's a great wrestler, but also show you he can get over by still speaking Japanese is the way to go. And I feel like that's what your heel should be doing. Your heel should be getting you to look at this guy in a different way. He did it with Yuta as well. If, yep. if, if pe when people are like, yeah, Yuta's, he, he's not a good character. He's not a good talker. Putting the guy in an uncomfortable situation and letting him sink or swim is what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And MJF is, is perfect. He can talk anybody into anything that he's doing. Yeah, I just think he's the perfect guy to have that type of thing with and uh, and that's uh and that's uh, and it's i don't want to make this a wwe versus AEW like debate thing but it seems like AEW has been prone with you know japanese wrestlers or like you said a wheeler yuda of letting them sink or swim and seeing what happens opposed to wwe is like it's not gonna work so yes. we're gonna yeah. protect you at all costs not you know but like you said and Takeshita is amazing and everybody's buying in and they love it and like you said, even Wheeler Yuta against it, MJF is phenomenal. Yeah. But we got, yeah. we got, we got Josh our buddy Robinson Josh Robinson house. popping in. Good day. Hello, man. Josh. Always good to see you, my friend. It is morning time over. It's yeah, Friday morning. Australia, for, right, Friday morning for him. How's the Friday future? Midday or something. How's the future? Um, you know, he does live in but the future. That is the, true. The thing that I do like about what AEW does with their uh, non-American wrestlers, too, is that they do allow them to just speak their language. Yep. They don't. They don't go, oh, well, you have to cut these like long scripted promos. Like, I don't want to see Sheeta come out and cut these long scripted promos because that's that's not what we're interested in her for. It's the same thing that what they did with Roosh last night. They let Roosh just speak Mex Spanish. Roosh got a yeah. bag last night, too. That, yes, he did. They opened that, that suitcase. A... I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. And I thought Roosh came out of that segment looking great. I he thought did. That, I, and I thought it was the same with what they were doing with Penta. And Alex and letting Alex be his interpreter, but just letting Penta be Penta and speak Spanish. I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. And then they even dialed back the Alex involvement a little bit there. He doesn't do much of the like over the top translating anymore. They let Penta go and then he kind of just like cliff notes it now in a way, yeah. but, which is super cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, and they, WWE does that with Oscar. They let Oscar. They, they let her. They some, let her do it now when they let. Yeah, they Leo didn't at first, it. but like yeah. they understood that. Okay, like she can get over yelling in Japanese, like she does, like you know, and they let her do that. Um, so I just think it's more natural for the performance. It's their natural language. They look more badass. They sound more badass, honestly, when they're do like it's just more natural, and it's just I do think that's the way to go than having them try to cut like a cut a long winded promo and maybe a language that they're not as comfortable yeah. talking in than they are. It'd be the same thing if they, if I had to go and they were like, well, you need to say this whole thing in Spanish. I'd be like, I'll try my best, but I can't guarantee that I'm not going to look like an idiot up here. Yeah. Cause I don't know how to speak the language. You know and what I mean? Jimmy James, that is a roosh thing to do. Yeah. I'll take your money. Then I'll take your time. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Hundred percent. I like yeah. roosh. 
Uh, and I thought that segment was good. MJF, you know, he had already been brawling. He was getting out of the building. You know MJF here. I need you to hurt this guy for me because I'm done with him. When changed the shirt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when changed the yeah, shirt? Yeah, he did change his shirt. That is true. When do you think they filmed that? Like two, three weeks ago, probably? Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, you know, the other – I actually I, – I do want to mention, I thought Jade Cargill and Red Velvet had a good match last night. I thought that was they a did. good match. Um yeah, and all the haters on Twitter when I said that. That's why I wanted to say suck it. Yeah, that's Wait, why people I were to mad say when you said that. Oh, I was like, I think Jade Cardgill and Red Velvet had incredible chemistry. Yeah, it was so very I know good. The match was going to be good, and they were like, "It sounds like a mark for AEW." And I was like, God "Everybody forbid. was just God like, forbid you I like mean, something." That's like, that's yeah. her that's her best rival in the company. Yeah. They've had yes. the most history together from day one. Yeah. Um, and I thought it made perfect sense for a fiftieth win to go back to that rivalry, and they had yeah. good chemistry in that match. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, who, okay, so who do who do you think? What well, this is we're what at I was just fifty and I said we're at fifty and zero. I think Jade ha- I think Jade is above the TBS title at this point. That's my personal opinion. Um, I would so if if the, I talked about this with our buddy Drew earlier today on Firmly AEW, but if they are trying to go this AEW Originals versus outsiders route which is kind of being rumored for blood and guts i personally would like jade to be on the aew originals team i think that would be a good spot for her in general um but where do we see her going do we see her just continuing and going you know 51 52 whatever do we think who's going to be the one that takes it from are they waiting for statlander to get healthy because that might have been the choice before she got hurt again like i just where does jade go now I don't know because I feel like I feel like there are people that you can slot in there that she hasn't had matches with. Yeah. Like she hasn't had the big match with Sheeta yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, there are other wrestlers she can wrestle. Um, I feel like you can circle back to Willow. Yeah. Um, you got a couple people saying Willow in the chat. But I feel like the the person that has that beats her, I feel like you gotta you gotta set them up to be as big. Like, you can't just have them beat her and then they just go off and disappear yeah. off TV. That'd be horrible. Um, so I feel like it has to be a big deal. Um, I'm just not sure who it is yet. Because at, at one point I was like, okay, it can be Willow. But then they burned that match out too soon. Mm-hmm. Then Statlander un- unfortunately got hurt. Um, but regardless, when Jay loses the title, she's going for the main title. Oh, 100%. She's, she's too big of a star at this point. Like, Yeah. Like I feel like it's only a matter of time. For her to get to 50, did, they, did they ever intended to get fifty and zero, or it was just like there's just not the right mix or the right vibe to pull the trigger yet? I don't know because it, there I, was a lot of like plug and play title defenses for like that thirty five to forty something range where it was like yeah we're just kind of knocking these out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I I do feel like uh, they've got to build up the person to beat her soon because i don't i i I don't want it to feel random um the only way that it could feel random if it's somebody that's completely new to the company that has not she has not wrestled at all yet Mm. and that's going to be the person that just comes in and beats her and has her number that makes sense i was going to say uh what about Britt baker Oh, people would be furious. People Are you would kidding be. me. People would. The internet, hundred percent. Internet would explode if it yeah. was. <laughs> they seem. They seem to be furious. going the baby, the baby face route. That's you think it's seems. bad now? Just like in Jade well, Carter. You know, 
There seemed to be going the baby face route with Britt. She, for, that was the I've first time she Camille. looked vulnerable in a while getting attacked by Soraya and Tony last night. So they're going that baby face route, maybe. So I've been thinking this for a while. I think they're going to – because Britt's getting great reactions. So is, so is Jamie. So it yeah. only makes sense to turn them face. Mm-hmm. I don't think Britt is going to stay face. I think she's eventually going to turn on Jamie. Jamie and then she's, she wants she's, that belt back. Man. She wants the belt back, and she just works better as a heel. She just, she just does. Um, so I don't think she's going to stay face long. I think it's just for this program of AEW originals because the AEW crowd is going to ride with their homegrown stars because they always have. Yeah. Um, so it only makes sense to make her face now because she's going to get cheered. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Part of me really, really would like to see Mercedes versus Jade. I don't oh, know if yeah. that's the person that beats her, but I that really would, would like be, to see that match. That, that would be incredible. Would be that would I be. Just, yeah. And also, it just, just like, just optically, she's fifty and zero with that TBS title. It's time to like, all right, why isn't she getting that main event shot? You know, <laughs> we what? know. Again, we know as people that watch this, but I'm thinking about that guy that tunes in and goes, "She's fifty, you know. Why isn't she the main champion?" Oh. Yeah. When yeah. when is uh when are they gonna pay off this bow wow thing? That bow wow uh, thing that, happened. That disappeared. And it just disappeared. That disappeared. <laughs> that disappeared well, I, real quick. I think it's like okay, bow wow, like you're going after Jade Cargill. How do we make that make sense? Like she's not gonna fight you <laughs> on TV. Like I'm telling you, he he she he shows up to with Mercedes, Mercedes. He yeah. shows up with Mercedes. Yeah. He had that connection um, when he was younger with Snoop and it all it all can it all can work. Yeah, he shows up with Mercedes and goes, yeah, I can, I obviously can't fight you, but I know somebody who does and who can. Yep, there we go. Are they are they not pulling the trigger on that because maybe she's got a deal with uh, where she has New Japan where they don't want to. Well, that match before. is not till what March as well. It's like no, of February. That match is like in two weeks. It's two weeks. February February eighteenth. Yeah. It's the February same 18th. day as Elimination Chamber. Oh my goodness. I think it, and Lord. that probably starts at that three o'clock in the morning slot or something. No, that's in, it's no, in it's here. It's in, this, it's that's in, in San Jose. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're doing oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the one right. that's in that's, California. That's yes. a busy night. That's All Star Saturday is that night as well. Then there's Elimination Chamber. All Star Saturday, where uh, where Nick Jackson wins, uh, Matt Jackson, yeah, the, whichever the three, one of the, the three point contest wins the, the uh, celebrity All Star MVP. Yeah. I, I do, I do have, if we don't, I don't know how much more dynamite you want to dive into. Oh, we just got the main event, really, but other than okay. that, yeah, do your thing. No, I just wanted to ask, it was completely off of dynamite topic, or it could, we could tie it back in. Kota Ibushi, free agent? Yo, Speedball and Kota is going to rule. That is going to rule. Do you see some Kota Ibushi show up in dynamite, or on dynamite AEW programming, or what do you... I, I was kind of shocked because I don't follow give him to Daniels Danielson one week have MJF go oh yeah right yeah. I the don't one right before the pay per view you can fight too much I, I try to keep up but I was surprised he left he was like a staple of New Japan I mean well he was that all of that stuff came out I was gonna say there was some drama point, there there was yeah. drama there with Coda so it's not that surprising and you know he he had that injury um, and I think most of most of Bushi's career. He's been a freelancer. He's been a free yeah. agent. Um, so I think he tried it. He tried to sign a contract and, you know, make New Japan his home. And um, they did some weird booking decisions with him, too. Having him win the G1 and then go on and merge the titles and then lose immediately was kind yeah. of strange. 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, as for where he shows up next, you got to imagine that Kenny Omega's in his ear. Oh, I would, yeah, it's, it's, it's like be. a no brainer. Like, you got to imagine he's in his ear. And I think if he would have gone to WWE, that would have happened by now. He had the chance yeah. to do that when he yeah, did the, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Um, so I think if he goes anywhere in, in the U.S., it's probably going to be AEW. Yeah. Every once in a while, I dust off that Cruiserweight Classic, and that was just terrific, terrific stuff, man. That was That was one of my favorite things I've ever done. that was one of my favorite things I've ever done. You've got a bunch of those guys just hanging around doing nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are you not using Cedric Alexander? He's, he's yeah. amazing. I know. Well, they might. Be, I, they could. They bring him back to her business. Like, I, you, you, could, you could just give give me but, Cedric and Mustafa Ali on uh, TV for twenty minutes of a three hour RAW, and you'd be like, that match ruled. Why yeah. not just do that? Yeah. But Mustafa I, I Ali and Buddy Matthews now, but Buddy Murphy that year in two hundred five live, they were having some of the best matches in the company uh, that year. 205 Live was their best show at one point. It was very, very good. Uh, and then they stopped caring about it, and it was what it was, sadly. But um, all right, we get to the main event of the show. The match was what I expected. Darby to almost die multiple times throughout the match by some, getting killed by Samoa Joe. I expected this. However, the outcome was not something I expected. Um. I was shocked, actually. I, I just I thought Darby was having a really good run here, really good. I was waiting um, for the roll-up roll win. Like, uh, do it. Yeah, some or whatever, or he put the hoodie back on, hits the coffin, whatever. How they were gonna do it? Dude comes down in a friggin' thumbtacked, gimmicked hoodie. Incredible. How um, long do you think that took to make? Uh, long. Do you think he made it himself? I don't of know. Of course not. <laughs> no. He didn't make them himself. No. I doubt it. But like Darby strikes me as the kind of, the kind of guy that no. would make that himself. He'd be like, no, I want this to be, I want to do it. I'm a DIY <laughs> guy. Maybe. Maybe. But I, I thought the main event was really, really good. It was some gnarly spots. The suicide dive when Joe was holding the table was great. And then the other one where Joe did his walking away and he went through the table was gnarly looking. Um it was just a brutal match that you would expect. Obviously, a lot more happened than just those two moments, but it was a brutal bout. Darby getting tossed around like he weighed a, like a feather, really, by Joe. Um, I think Darby's brought out the best in Joe in a while. Yes, these three matches. Um, but I did not expect Samoa Joe to win to re-win the TNT title. I just didn't see that one coming. Um, obviously, Phil, I'll let you lead uh, the main event. And were you? Shocked that Joe won the title? Were you going in thinking he could? I thought it was for sure I Darby was, was taken. I was stunned. I thought Darby was going to retain here. Yeah. But shame on me for doubting our king of television. True. All hail the king of television. Long True. may he reign. Um, I thought the story Wendy! of this match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this match was great. I thought the story of it was great of Darby coming in and being insanely reckless throughout the match. And Jericho, not Jericho, uh, Joe just letting him get all this stuff off. And, like, I think the funniest spot of the entire match is, is Darby walking around the ring, tearing up the ring, pulling up all the padding and exposing mm -hmm. the, the, the planks under it. And the whole time, Joe is just somewhere cleaning the blood off his face and waiting like, yeah, okay, all right. And then he yeah. comes to do the, the suicide dive and he just walks out the way like, what do you think this is? I'm just going to let you, I'm just going to yeah. let you do all of this? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uses his hoodie on top of that, smothers him with the hoodie, and then gives him this completely nasty looking 
muscle buster oh. onto the planks. Yeah, from the ro- from the top Ooh. rope, brutal. It's just um, I, just great right. stuff. Just him using using his recklessness against him was genius. I think uh, even if, even if you just look at the fact that Darby has defended the title for five consecutive weeks. Yeah. And him just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to stay off TV this whole time and let you wear yourself out and come back and pick up, pick the pieces. Yeah. And it was amazing. Um, And then afterwards, we saw the returning Wardlow, new haircut and all. Uh, He comes out, takes out Samoa Joe. Looks like he's trying to get him up for a powerbomb and Joe escapes. So obviously, we're heading for a collision course one-on-one with Wardlow and Samoa Joe for the TNT title in which I would expect Wardlow to win it back. Uh, and then that's where I kind of hope we start seeing Hobbs maybe come back and it's Wardlow and Hobbs kind of one-on-one because they had, they were involved in that kind of three-way uh, a little bit earlier, a few months back or a month back. So, um, yeah, so that was the big moment was Wardlow returning. Um, and I do think over these last – Wardlow has been kind of one of those guys that was like he – you could make an argument at one point he was as over as anybody could be in that company. Yeah. And then he's kind of just kind of been doing this, riding the waves a little bit. So to give him that moment to close the show like that, that made me feel good. It was good to see him back and and like him being presented like, no, this guy is a show ender. He's that level. We know we remember what yeah. you know. We remember him. Boy, uh, so I, I felt that part I right. felt bad because this is the second time Warlow came out, and I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this was the second time. Like he came out against when when Joe beat him, and yep. I was like, "No, nah, I don't want you to beat Joe. Joe's doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to lose." And this was yeah. the second time after this great Derby feud, these guys have had three great matches together, and I'm just like, "I guess Wardlow." And that's not to say I dislike Wardlow, but yeah, man, I feel like he's lost a lot of the luster that he, he had. really has. Um, and Jeff got seen. the best feud out of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I kind of feel like making him TNT champion when they harmed, did. harmed him a little bit mm. because the TNT championship for as long as it's existed has been kind of TV championship. It's been the, you know, have, you know, open challenges or have these great matches on TV and that's just not what Wardlow does. Wardlow squashes guys. Wardlow beats guys decisively within seconds. So you don't want to see that on TV constantly with him as champion. That's going to run his course. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know if they ever figured out a way to keep him interesting as champion. And I think that kind of harmed him. Yeah. I think I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because it was definitely – and he got. I think he got a rough deal because his moment was that – match with MJF where he was going to get catapulted to the next level. And that was the weekend of the plane take that just, that's when all the MJF stuff <laughs> went down I forgot about and kind of like how brawl out took a lot of the shine off of all out. I feel like the MJF stuff took a little bit of shine off of Wardlow. Like people weren't talking about Wardlow's big victory. People were yeah. talking about MJF was leaving. You know what and I mean? And, and he it was came just, out and cut that promo the next night. And and, it, and then Wardlow was a figment of our imagination, basically, at that point. And yeah. it was just like, ah, you know? And then I, then they gave him the TNT title, and it was just, it never, then he was six-manning with FTR as champ. I was just, yeah. I don't know. 
It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, I think uh, then you put him against Joe, and then Joe just became more and more interesting by the week. By the time Joe cut turned heels, just like, nah, I want to see what Joe's doing. (laughs) Joe Joe looks like he's having some of the most fun of his career. He's he's like, I just like it's so good. I'm so glad he's still doing it at this level. Um, and it's just incredible. And like I said, I think these three matches with Darby have been like some of the best stuff he's done in a long time. Like it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, so that, that was dynamite. That was, man, we've not almost gone nearly a couple hours here. So, uh, yeah, on our, on our way out, first of all, you know, Phil, thank you for being a part of the show. We're so happy you came back and joined us for this episode. It was a lot of fun. Hope you had a good time. Um, before we get out of here, uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you? If they are, I'm assuming most of them already do know with graph city and stuff like that. One of the best, shows yeah, you, you can listen to weekly you guys are absolutely slaughtering things how good you guys are doing got that tony khan interview that you had amazing um just doing some good stuff over there so let the people know where they can find you uh yeah give your give your plugs out man no it's funny i just sat here and thought about it and we did that tony khan interview in december that doesn't seem like that was a month ago no right <laughs> no, no. It's just like the, well, it's, it's already because February. January, January was like 63 days. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that doesn't seem like it was a month ago. Yeah. So much uh, shit has happened in the month of January and just wrestling alone. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at PhilDL616. Uh, you can watch Grapsity every Saturday at noon Eastern on Fightful's YouTube channel. I believe if you don't want to see my mug every weekend, you can watch, you can listen to the audio on most streaming platforms as well. Um, you can find my writing at Bleacher Report as well. Um, I just did an article grading every division of mm-hmm. WWE programming under the Triple H era. Um, it's uh, my opinion. Don't have to agree with it. Yes, as, all, as all things. <laughs> real, real quick, I know I know you're a big NBA guy, and it's okay. I know you don't like the Celtics. That's the team I root for. No. I just want your opinion. Where where are you thinking from what we've seen in almost the first half of, of the league? Um, where do you think maybe, like, who are your top contenders for the champion? I'm assuming the Celtics have to be in the discussion. They got one of the best records in the league. Uh, they still need to pull through for me. Should have won last year. Son of a bitch. Uh, but, you know, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's totally I, fine. I, I think They're young came, guys. Sometimes you got to lose in order to win. You know, came so. up against the wrong team. It just yep. felt like that was Steph. Draymond team, got in their head, and that shit was over. That's what it was. Draymond, Draymond was like, "I'm going to screw with all you youngsters, game. all you kids. I'm going to mess with you." I feel like and Steph that, was on a mission too. Though. He was. Steph was, yes, Steph was, was playing incredible. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, it's tough because I, for the longest, was like, uh, I don't know what to make of this Brooklyn team because yeah. I, it looks like Brooklyn's out of the mix and. Every time I say that, they'll find a way to start winning games again, mm-hmm. and they'll pop back in the mix. It and they're doing like, it without Durant right now too. So like you assume if he's back by the play, like it's, it's crazy. Like I yeah. thought, uh, uh, all of the drama before the season started with Kyrie. You thought maybe Kyrie might have been out of there by mm-hmm. by All Star break. Then he has all this other drama during the season, and he gets suspended, and they somehow came out of this and went on this long winning streak. Um, Ben Simmons can't seem to figure it out, but then he figures it out. Like, hey, hey, he's he's an odd case as well. He'll come out there and give you like five points, but then he'll give you like ten rebounds and eight assists. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of this Brooklyn team. I feel like that is probably Boston's toughest competition coming out of the conference. Crazy enough. I did not think that at first, but they might be. And I mean, I you, still got, you still got Philadelphia lurking. You never know what you're going to get out of Harden. I personally don't believe in Harden at all. I, he folds every year in the playoffs. I agree. I do not believe in this guy. Leave my so, boy alone. <laughs> uh, I, Rockets but, fan here. Yeah, you're James Harden fan, is on I, a pedestal but, for me. But here, but here's the thing: when you look at that at that Brooklyn team before they made that trade for Harden, they were a better team. They should have never made that I, trade. I they should have never made that trade. They would have still had uh Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's lighted up in Dallas. Dinwiddie's a good still, player. They still would have had Jared Jack. They still would have had uh. They traded somebody else too. Yeah, they, 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 it, oh my they God. gave up way too much for Harden, and it did not pan out well for yeah, them. Yeah, picks too. They 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 definitely. They were like, yeah, they, they should have just kept the team they had. But um, long way. They it, were I guess. they were trying to recreate the Dwight Howard James Harden pick and roll thing with Embiid, but the, yeah, you didn't need to do it. You were fine. I mean, I I think I think Philly is still good, but man, that that end up not going well for Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn would be further along if they didn't make that trade. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just looking at it right now, it looks like this is Boston's conference to win because, like I said, it's pretty much Brooklyn and maybe Philadelphia. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think as long uh, – Giannis, too. You got to worry about Giannis. Uh, yeah, I mean – To an yeah, extent. Yeah. I just feel Milwaukee like he's – better than we give him credit for. Yeah. I, and last year they took us to seven and we had to win – a big game six on the road to get there. They didn't have Middleton that whole series. I don't know if we get through I, as much as I love house. Smooth, smooth is in the house. Good to see you friend. We're about, we're finishing up here talking some NBA a little bit because Phil's a big NBA guy, but I don't know if the Celtics even get through Milwaukee last year. If Middleton plays because they, they were taken to the limit uh, without him. You know, because Giannis is Giannis was getting forty that points was, and fifteen re, twenty rebounds a game. That series. favorite week of this, like two weeks, was like I was, AJ, I was, PJ. I was stressed out, out the, whole, the whole time. Too. I was like, I, I try not. I was so professional, like I'm focusing over here, but uh, I'm, I was like, oh, go shit, I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, but I mean that was that was a fun run in the finals last year. I mean, like I said, you just came up against. Uh, Steph having an all-time great finals um, performance and fucking Andrew Wiggins turning into that, that the, was the second I mean, best player on that team. And, and that's that's really what was it. If if Wiggins doesn't have that performance, I think even with well, Steph playing Apex nope. levels, and, I still Jordan, think we win. And Jordan Poole got right at the yeah. right time. Yeah, too. Jordan like, Poole had a hot game in the series. Like they just had everything clicked. they needed, you know. And yeah, but Tatum why... got exhausted towards the end. You could tell. Those last yeah, three or four, like he was. Wiggins was done. playing fantastic defense on <laughs> yeah, him. I was, yeah. I was, I was amazed by it. I was like, "This yeah. is really happening." Wiggins is yeah. the second best player on this team. It was crazy. Uh, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, but which, which is why, like, even though their road record is terrible right now, I would not count out the Golden State Warriors. I still oh, think no. that in the playoffs they can still be and that's a, a thing, matchup like, problem. Um, if I was one of one, two, or three in the West, I'm praying. I'm like, I do not want to see Golden State in the first no. round because they know how to win. They've been here before. They, if they're hot, they're as good as anybody. You know, they're the yeah. one team I'd be like, nope, I want nothing <laughs> to do with in the first round. You know, um, yeah, they're but all I, they're all at that stage in their career. Like, we just got to get in, we'll figure it out. Yeah, 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 it's true. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's right now. It's looking like Boston out of the East. Um, 
Maybe we believe Denver? in Denver. Like Denver's Denver? the team. I think they got the best player in the league. You could make an argument for or one of, clearly well, one of. Well, clearly York, but... things might change if the Bulls trade DeRozan and Levine and to the West. To the wait, Bulls. is that the rumor? That's that that's the a, that's the proposed trade someone at ESPN made because of course somebody has to figure out every year how to make LeBron's team better by <laughs> trade deadline. I had to ask so him who would who would he's a Chicago guy, so I was like, uh, first they round picks and Westbrook. Rust. Westbrook Ooh. and Pat Bev, like, no, Pat and Bev is from Chicago. I don't, don't want... even have any picks to give, don't they? They have no, no. picks. Twenty-seven they... and twenty-nine. Oof. No, they're, those no, are they picks that, that we're not going to be able to use for nothing. What? No, no, they can't do that. They can't. I think the trade was like Lonzo and Levine and somebody else for that, and I was like, that's an awful trade. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with Lonzo. I'm a little worried about him because I thought he would be back by now. Um, yeah, I saw some reports that like his, he's not sure why his knee still hurts, and the doctors aren't sure why his yeah, knee still they, hurts. I think they're saying it might be nerve damage at this point. Mm. Um, Oof, that, like I don't, I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm worried about him because I thought for sure he'd be back by now. Um, yeah, and boy, the team definitely needs him. They do not have a starting point guard without this guy. Yeah, Caruso ain't it. He's not a starting point guard. I really mm-hmm. like Io, but he's not ready either. Um, yeah, what a deflating season. Um, yeah, but at least there's been other fun basketball to watch. Um, oh yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. So, all right, if you stick around, friends, after Plugo gives our plugs and stuff like that, we are going to be rating Shaza McKenzie. Uh, so stick around here for that little transition again. I like, how he, I like how he asked us if that was okay. Yeah. Like Spencer, of course it's okay. Yeah. Like, of yeah, of course, of course, you know. Um, yes. But again, Phil, thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate yes. you taking the time to join us tonight. You are always welcome. Uh, Plugo, tell the people where they can find us, where they can find you, and then we will get out of here. Uh, well, you can find me at Plugo underscore on all the social medias. Just search Plugo. You'll see this goofy face pop up. At B Two Beards on all the social medias, stick uh, you know to stay up to date on what we got going on. You might see one of us, both of us, none of us. Who knows? This weekend we got Love Wrestling reacts Saturday Vengeance brunch Day. gimmick Vengeance Day, so you might see us all there. You never know. I know I plan on being at least at one of those shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so stick to all the socials. JPJ, plug your shit. We'll get out of here, baby. All right, you can follow me on Twitter and on Twitch at JPJ Loves Gaming. You can find me here on Thursday mornings. I do Firmly AEW, where we review Dynamite with Big Money Drew Nicholas, our buddy there. Uh, and then you can find me here, 8 o'clock every Thursday night on uh, Between Two Beards. Again, thank you to Phil for joining us. Thank you to everybody in the chat. A lot of participation tonight. Appreciate that a lot. And until next week, you know the drill. We will see you then. Peace out. Taking 12 steps Towards the totally